Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 22 of the 2019-20 season and the very last episode of 2019. We've got f- four in the studio tonight, two yeah. reds, two blues, myself and Craig representing the blues, Terry and Phil representing the reds. Again, I feel like I'm saying this every week, but we've got a packed schedule, um, obviously loads of games over Christmas, so there's two Everton games to review, two Liverpool games to review, uh, one game each to preview and we've got the derby FA Cup game to, to preview as well at the end. We're going to f- throw a few other um, bits in there to, to, f- to finish the calendar year off. So we're going to look at our, um, and, and the decade. So we're going to look at our top five moments from each side of, of the 2019 calendar year. Our five low points of the year, which is a little bit easier for the Blues to, to, um, to reel off. And we're also going to come up with our teams of the te- decades, which should be interesting. It should be something that all of you can have a little go out on social media over the over the over the coming days as well. So we're going to start with um, the Everton's games to, to review over the ca- the Christmas period. Now, before we do start, Craig, we, we've obviously went into this month of December with Marco Silva as our manager, and also, you know, kind of a lot of negativity and anticipation for the wrong reasons over this r- nightmare fixture, yeah, fixture list that we had. Um, well, haven't we? Yeah, we've done okay. Done I think right. Especially over the Christmas period. Yeah, you know, look, we started the, the month off with, with two defeats, one to Leicester and, and one to Liverpool, which was obviously the last yeah. last game in Marco Silva's reign. Um, since then, Ferg- I mean, before we go into the Ancelotti and, and his impact in the last two games, a lot of credit needs to go to Ferguson because he, he kind of set the foundations for this run, if you like. Yeah, perhaps for, for, for the confidence in the, 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 that was instilled in the players, yeah, I'd say. Duncan and Bergson the work rate. And the work rate, yeah, I think. Yeah. That, uh, but you could see... The, the work rate that he was demanding from the players was certainly taking its toll come, on, on, come some them, on yeah. some of them, yeah, come the Arsenal game. I've had, well, come, come, yeah, come the Arsenal game. But, yeah, it, I mean, we've took that form back into the, um, the new era, the Ancelotti era. And, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> you know, Just the era. Well, it's a new era, It's a new era, new manager. You know, and regardless who your manager is, it's always a an new an air of optimism around Evertonians, as you can tell you by our same old crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're, nah, we're six points better off, and me and Judge over the Christmas period are six pounds he- uh, heavier, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. But uh, we're going to start with the, the Burnley game then, so reviewing the Burnley game. It was 1 0. Um, a few stats to reflect on it was every single outfield player has a shot on goal in that yeah, game. Yeah, seen that. I think we had 22 shots on goal overall. Um, there was loads of things that came out saying it was get the striking coach because we already scored one. Yeah, <laughs> and no, that's the only exactly, uh, yeah. disappointment of that that we didn't win by my, by more than one because I think it, the first half I think they were there for the taking. I think if you'd have got a goal early on, it could have been three or four on top of that it because they, they'd have had to change their game plan. Yeah, really I mean, a, a tough, resilient side, aren't they? The hard to score against 
but to suggest that we had that many attempts on goal. Have they got a dodgy keeper? No, no, no Nick Pope was very good. Because yeah. that sounds like it's come from like test him, he's crap or something. Like, so no, no, I just think it was just a kind of a new manager, yeah. Yeah. home game, you know, a bit of optimism. The players trying to play on the front foot. Yeah, yeah. if anything, the, the defence seems to let us in a lot. And I, I, something that you don't really yeah. expect from Burnley. I thought they looked poor, Burnley, to be honest. I'm not saying that, like, you know, credit to you, you, you have made them look poor, but it, as you say there, it didn't look as organised as, as you would expect mm. of them. Um, you, know, you know what, I, I think that the two centre-backs are outstanding, to be honest, they're they were the only two players in the game that stuck out for them, yeah. in my opinion. They had a lot to do. Yeah, they had a lot to do. Yeah. yeah, There was a lot of crosses going into the box. I think it was 33 crosses went in, which is a lot yeah, in a yeah. game. Um, so, I mean, a- apart from the actual stats on the game, there was some good performance that come out of it as well. Yeah, I thought we, c- we consoled the game from the get-go. They didn't, they had, they didn't have a spell in the game. No, really, they, had a, they, they had a chance from a set-piece, I think, at the start. That's what I mean. They, they had, like, but they didn't, yeah, typical right. pot-shot chances, didn't they? They didn't yeah. really have a spell in the game, but... Yeah, we consoled, and yeah, like you say, a, a few players came out of that game with, with, the, with you know, with a lot of credit. Players that haven't had a lot of credit this season. Yeah, well, I'm gonna start with with um, with Bernard personally. At the, on the instant match reaction, he was the person that I I pinpointed, even though he wasn't the player who you know come up with the assist or whatever. He just looked like he was playing in a different position, playing with a, you know a, a degree of verve that he hadn't had in in recent weeks or months. Um, he, he, there's a lot of Evertonians, myself included, and certainly Mills, who, who've been calling out for Bernard to try and play in that hole, if you like, or be, to be given a bit more freedom to try and express himself as a playmaker. He was given that freedom against yeah. Burnley, and, and he was, the, the amount of times that he appeared in between the lines, in between midfield and defence, and was able to drive at the defence, I think that was a big part of how, how, you know, how much we managed to open Burnley up during the game. Yeah, well, that was the, the one thing that I spotted from the, the way we, we set out. We, when we were a lot's been made on 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 um, Sky Sports and that, that in possession we were playing a certain formation, out of possession we were we we went we reverted to another formation, but the one thing that I noticed from the performance was Bernard and the the way he was on the left once one minute and then he, he just sort of had a free role he had free reins the whole game and I think that will only benefit a player like Bernard who, mm. who loves to be on the ball who loves to. He he wants to be an outlet, like like we've said a lot of times. Maybe he doesn't get the assists and the um, the goals that we we'd like from a player like Bernard, but he, he certainly he, he, it's not for the want of of not say the want of time. But it's just he, he's the outlet. He, he's yeah, the outlet it's not like he's not trying to be creative. creative it's yeah. just at times he's he tends to stagnate because the players around he's him not really the have been on the same the wavelength. The assist that he yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, fair enough. He, he can set up play, can he, and, and, and start up start up any move. I, th- I and it, yeah, he was one of the highlights of the game. But yeah. another highlight for me, I thought, was Sadibi in, in the in the right wing role. Yeah, he's um he's forever become. I think he's probably my favourite player. He's become a fan's favourite. No, it's fair to yeah. say he, he's you know he, he was played in more of a. A bit of an unorthodox right midfield position, wasn't he? It Although was a stained from when we seen we seen the team, and uh, well for me certainly, I looked at that team and was thinking, I wonder what he's doing here. Mm. Wonder if I'll be playing Coleman as a three at the back or yeah. and he was doing both. <laughs> he was playing Coleman as a right right back. Well, for the, ben- for the benefit Coleman of the Reds, it was a little bit like the old old school. Um, when one fullback goes, the other, the other one drops stays. in. Yeah. So when Dean went forward, Coleman dropped in almost like a centre back, and we had three at the back. When Sadibi went, the midfielder dropped in, and and Dean just stayed up, you know. Yeah, yeah. More Sounds so very Italian. <laughs> it was, yeah, it yeah. was, and, and I think that's probably a, a, another reason why Bernard dropped inside the pitch a bit more because 
Dean was playing and giving us all the width on that side, whereas Sadibi was giving it on the other side, and it meant Bernard, sorry, uh, Richarlison on the other side was kind of coming in. Off. It was it was a lot more fluid. I think it's fair to say in the final phase, and yeah. we were we were all asking the question before the game and kind of you know in the pubs and whatever is he going to play off in the back? Is he going to be more direct? He couldn't have played out any more from the back because yeah. he was literally passing it two yards from a goal kick, but. What it was doing is, is forcing Burnley onto us and yeah. forcing us, forcing them into our after pitch. And, and, and we were popping it quickly. It didn't seem that attentiveness, did there, from from the fans? We sort of, because, and it, it's going to sound like curiosity. Ma- yeah, it's like sort of madness to think that you know Silver did play certain certain games like that, but we didn't seem that worried. That there was a an, an optimism like, around. Knows what he's doing, he yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll be all right. You might know what he's doing, no, but the players have still got to do no, it. No, but the thing is, though, the players bought into it. And they played with a bit more conviction in that way. It was as though they thought, well, the manager has done this before, so if, if we yeah. can't play this way, then we've got... We've What's no interesting about that is when a new manager comes in with a philosophy, it's, does he tell the players, this is my... Like Pep does, this is my philosophy, and mm. we're going to work through this no matter what happens. Or does he pick and choose different tactics like that for different games? Because that, that's not a tactic. That, no. That's a philosophy, that, isn't it, really? Yeah, it, it is, but uh, we're going to go on to the Newcastle game in a moment. We didn't really see that much in the Newcastle no, game. Right, we weren't playing out for new, against Newcastle. Mm. It was They were kind of missing out that middle phase. And, and again, it, what's encouraging so far, and we, I'm not going to touch too much in the Newcastle game yet, but there's already a degree of horses for courses, which is what you want from your manager. Yeah, pragmatism. And yeah, and again, probably a level of his experience and his his conviction in his approach. He's like, well, look, it doesn't have to be the same every week. You know, we can change things, whether it's but that, but that's personnel. A, that, that's a confidence, isn't it? Yeah. His position, you know, and, and and his standing in the game and, and, yeah. and things that he, he can he can do that without people thinking it, you know, he's as he's a criticism it, of him. Whereas with, without people thinking he's doubting himself. Whereas Silver, it yeah. felt like he was wedded to his approach and it yeah. was almost like, I've got to do this, I've got to prove a point that it's, you know, this is the way I want to play. So it's a fair uh, point. Another player who definitely benefited from the increased fluidity in, in the attacking days was Gilfie Sigurdsson. Yeah, um, I think he's another one, isn't he? He needs the ball at his feet and he needs yeah. he, le- he needs a lot of possession of the ball to for you to see the, the best out of him. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a positive performance from him. I thought he played really well and, and you know, alongside Delph in the middle, yeah, he, he showed that, you know, he, he was the man when he Delph's never going to be the man to get on the ball and, c- and create and do what he can do. He, he had that job and he done it reasonably fairly well, I thought, Sigurdsson. Yeah, and I, th- I think over obviously we've got we can't we can't finish and certainly can't move on without talking about the, the man of the hour as it were Dominic Calvert Lewin, um, really well taken header from from across, something for for his prowess in the air now how often he wins balls flick ons whatever he doesn't score enough headers does yeah. he? It was obviously a diving header so it wasn't like he's beat anyone in yeah. the air but it was a cracking finish wasn't yeah. it from a from an outstanding ball from Sadibi. Yeah. And it was another great game from him as well, like yeah. you say, his, his, his work rate is just it's second to none, really. And I, I've, I've said it all through the season, that he is a top, top player. The thing that, that was lacking was, was his goal scoring, and, and he hopefully now has, has put that to bed and, you know, five goals in his last five games, it's it's not to be sniffed at. Yeah, definitely a, a very timely goal, obviously, with ten minutes to go, which, which got us three points and a, and a clean sheet, which I think for any... Any Italian manager, no matter what you... It was you know, very apt, wasn't it? That yeah, we it get was. an Italian in charge and we win one We now. win one <laughs> now, yeah. But it, again, all round, it was a very positive day, positive performance. And I think even coming out, if it had finished nil-nil, I suppose it would have been a little bit deflating, but you would have walked out thinking, I can see what's coming here. You know, mm. I can, I've got a bit of a flavour for what we can expect moving forwards. And, you know, one thing I will give him credit for, and we've given him a lot of credit already, to be honest, Ancelotti, but the substitution he made, he took... 
it was he took off Bernard and I thought again I started the segment off by saying I thought Bernard was very influential but he took him off for Moise Keane and the difference that made instantly when we got the ball wide to cross it is all day Tarkowski and me, and me who were, you know, were taking the, them crosses like it was food and drink to them yeah. instantly as soon as Keane's on there got and we've, got, we've got three players because yeah. Richarlison was coming out yeah. the other side they couldn't go and mark the space anymore. They had yeah. to go and kind of try and half think about the runners, yeah. and that created the gap in the middle for for you know Calvert Lewin to get on the end of it. So a lot of credit needs to go to the manager for taking off a player who I think everyone was scratching their heads, thinking, well, you know, why is he doing it? Yeah. So, uh, it seems like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> I think his resume says he, he yeah. knows a little bit about yeah. footy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna question him just yet. Yeah. No, no. There probably will be a time yeah, yeah. <laughs> come, come 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Well, moving on to the, the Newcastle game, obviously, which was um, f- fairly fresh in our minds. Saturday just gone um, away, first and foremost, which is which is always p- which this season has been particularly difficult for us. Newcastle, it's fair to say, have had a good season, you know, yeah. un- under Steve right, Bruce, yeah. and the, you know, they especially at home. I think the the home performances have, have got them up that table, haven't they? And and you know, teams like mm. Newcastle stay up on the home form, don't they? Yep. Yeah, it's a tough place to go, and and we went there, and I thought we we again. We controlled a lot of the possession. Yeah, for I think the, the first, of the game. probably the first five five minutes, they come out the traps. They probably should have scored with the first attack. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one player who come into the team that I was worried about was Michael Keane. Uh, he hasn't been confident for quite some time, and he's always runnable to pace. And and in the likes of um, Almiron, I know Sam Maxim didn't play, but they have got pace up there in Newcastle, and instantly they seem to target Keane in, yeah. in that in that channel and. He was unfortunate for them not to score, and also potentially not to concede the penalty. Yeah. If Elmeron if wouldn't have got a shot off so quickly, he might have been pulled off for a penalty. But fortunately, that that moment passed, and you know there was a few minutes after that where he looked threatening Newcastle and looked like we were a little bit off the pace. But once we did establish ourselves, I think one thing I would say from both games so far, Burnley and Newcastle, there has been a much more degree of control about the team. There's game management in there. Yeah. Um, whether it's nil nil, one nil. The players do seem a little bit sure about, you know, wh- what's going on and, and how to kind of deal with the situation. So, uh, you know, uh, again, we, we, we established the control of the game quite quickly and from there, there on in, like you say, even even uh, when they scored, you'd always felt like yeah, you could go I, again. I think there was a probably about a, t- a 20, 25-minute spell that I think even Ancelotti, I think, even commented about that. And but you'd expect that from a home side anywhere you go. I mean, th- there's obviously better sides that, you know, play against teams, but... Even if Newcastle were playing a Liverpool or a Man City, you'd, you'd expect them to have a, a spell in a game where you know the home side, if they've kept it, if they kept in the game for long enough to have, and and they had that, but uh, you never felt like we were gonna. You still felt like we were going to win, even when they scored the goal. You did think that we were going to have the the major chances in the I game. I, I will, I will, we'll, we'll I will credit someone because I th- I think like we say attacking wise, we, we looked a threat defensively. We didn't look as shaky as we have been. But one player I've been impressed with since he walked through the door is Fabian Delph. But he come off the bench and he made a marked difference. He got his foot on the ball. Yeah. He showed a degree of, of experience and confidence in in the way that he and and he started to dictate the tempo of the game. Um, yeah. Something I haven't seen from him so far, which I kind of expected because you you know you come from a Man City and and even at Villa before Man City, he's always looked like a you know a fairly yeah. a boxer box player, but someone who's quite sure of himself yeah. in possession. I hadn't seen that so far, but. Coming off the bench, he, he done it at a he difficult exactly time. What it, what we need exactly that, what that we needed at that game. time, yeah. Um, I thought Richarlison was a threat all game, yeah. and uh, you know, himself and Calvert Lewin have created somewhat of a partnership, haven't they? Even yeah. even when they're not playing, sort of by fluke. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it is. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, it's always been either one or the other being played in that position, right. not, not fancied as, as a pairing. And uh, and it's certainly working because he's either... The Charleston's the one who's like sort of being the... The foil, the foil for, yeah. for, 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 for someone Cal- else. Yeah, for so yeah. And it's usually been Calvert-Lewin who's been the foil for him or Sigurdsson to, yeah. to score the goals. And, and now it seems like the, the tides have turned and it's, well, it's Calvert-Lewin getting applauded. Obviously, the other Keane who started the game, it was a big game for him because... Yeah. You know he hasn't he hasn't had the best of times since arriving at Everton. There was the obviously the high profile substitution, the yeah. the Ferguson made, and he will have been buoyed by an Italian coming in, and particularly an Italian who spoke highly of him before he arrived at the club. It was a positive performance for him, wasn't it? Yeah, well? I thought first half was pretty, a pretty average performance. I didn't think he he set, he set the world alight, but he certainly contributed, and he was certainly someone for <coughs> for Calvert Lewin to work off. Second half, he should have scored, shouldn't he? Yeah. He should have yeah. scored, but he, he he showed that pace the pace. It was like oh. it, it was Im- seemed like impossible for. It was like it was on, we said it was like he was on an elastic band. Yeah, wasn't it? someone he yeah was like pulled stood a still, it, yeah. and the ball kind of dropped in behind, and he made about ten yards up on the defender. Yeah. I don't know how he done it, but yeah, but he, he got the shot away. But he should have done better with it. He should have scored. But you know, a start a start on, under the new manager, it'll, it'll do him the world's of good, and I, I think it'll do him the world's of good. And for his next few games. And we can't underestimate it was the fresh legs we needed in that game. You know, you've you've had a game two days before. Yeah. He, know, he, I think he made them changes right, didn't he? He did. They were the right balance of changes. You yeah. know, he, he didn't drop players that were too influential. I think Bernard must have been really leggy after the Burnley yeah. game because he wasn't even on the bench at, at all. Well, we said, didn't we, we, we noticed that Coleman looked tired after the, yeah. the Burnley game and we, we did expect for him not to be playing and... Mm. I, th- I just thought he's he's done everything right. The, the plays that we expected not to play, like you say, yeah. Coleman had a great game against Burnley, so it was a silver probably would have played him in that yeah, game. Yeah. Whereas he's realised straight away, he's tired. Sadibi's a, a a very capable right back, so that that was the there was the easy change there, and I think he made every change. Every change he made, although we did have like reservations about Keane, didn't we before mm. the game? Michael Keane coming in for me and a Every change seemed right. What's um, Ancelotti's like um, pitch side demeanor like compared to Silva? Is it similar? It's or? quite calm. Yeah. It's quite calm. He'll 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 get off his his backside if he needs to and, and deliver yeah. messages. But he he never seems like he's struggling to get a message across. Yeah, he's kind of up. He'll say something or do something and he's back down again. Yeah. Um, and it seems to me so far that if he does feel the need that there's there's something more significant he needs to do. He won't be ranting and raving. He'll just make a change. Yeah. And kind of he'll use that change to, to, to kind of Convey a deliver a message yeah. to the players that way. And I mean, look, it's got to be said that as fixtures go, it's fairly, it's a nice way to come in. You know, Burnley yeah. at home and Newcastle away is, you know, know. Newcastle at home. Banana skin. No, no, don't get yeah, me wrong. So. It, there's a potential banana skin, but I still think there's, your two fixtures could be Liverpool and Man City. No, no, granted, yeah. But Newcastle have got a good home record this season. Yeah, no, it's have, look, yeah. it was a good result. I, I'm just trying to kind of, you know, be a bit of a Temp- little bit more. The, uh, yeah, a little bit yeah. more. Um, oh, but as well, in, 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 in previous months by, you know, these are games that we, we could easily struggle in. You know, we went to Newcastle last year and gave away a lead and got beat 3-2. Well, yeah. well uh, that's it. I think that was the big thing for me, like I said before, is the games ma- game management side of it. Us being 1-0 up and being fairly in control of the game, then them getting that goal, it could have easily, you know, the, the, the wheels could have came off and yeah. they, will, they will have, they would have done in, 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 you know, days gone by and certainly weeks or months gone by. But again, he made that change of bringing Delph on 
uh, it wasn't the most at the time, you know, ambitious of changes. You're thinking, you know, what's he thinking here? But he just felt like he needed someone to to establish control in the middle of the park again, and it got us back on the front foot, and it, you know, it, it got us, you know, into positions again that we could start to control the game and create chances. Mm-hmm. So no, it was a it was a very pleasing performance again. Brilliant day for Calvert Lewin. Yeah, you know, two, two goals, two goals, yeah, and, and proper strikers' goals as well. Yeah, and although the, the second one, I thought <laughs> I thought he missed it, <laughs> but it no, it was it was pro- a proper striker. And you want your goal, your uh, your strikers to score them scruffy ones as well. You know, just bundle them in off anything, mm. uh, any part of your body. And you well, know. you know what, the, the goals that he's never scored, he's never scored enough that's for them, has he? No, that's what I mean. And usually it's like a, a flailing leg that he misses. He misses yeah. with them. Do you know what I Doesn't mean? Doesn't get on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. and. Now he, he it seems like he seems to be reading the game better, where he's 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 getting in between defenders and then pulling off them. Well, I think one thing that uh, Angelotti said quite early is that he, he wastes a lot of energy. You know, he's he's doing too much work. Yeah, outside the, the flag, area yeah. on the touchline, running the channels. You know, it's being a foil for other players. Yeah, and and, and uh, he's got to be the main man. And your striker has got to be the main man. We've we've applauded them for his, his uh, you know his selflessness. You know, and bringing other players into the game, but. You know, the he's best strikers in world football for throughout our lifetime have all been selfish. Goal <laughs> scoring, I, th- I think the key thing is that his, his movement is a lot more narrow now. Yeah. He's doing it in the channels in between, the, you know, the lines of the penalty area as opposed to outside the lines of the penalty area. And that makes a big difference in terms of how often you're going to be in the box. Well, his movement and, and directness for that second goal was, was what you want to see from your yeah. striker. And well, how often do we see Richarlison get into that position and there's no one in the box? I know, yeah. Get on that inside yeah, yeah. channel, he can't. Yeah, he's, he's too busy being a foil to give it to the Charleston, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so yeah, w- when it comes to goal scoring, there's that side of things where you can be quite analytical about movements and all that. But the big difference f- between goal scorers and people who don't score a lot of goals is psychological. You've even mm. seen players who previously used to be able to score goals suddenly not be able to anymore, like Fernando Torres, for example, mm, and other, other players yeah. have done it. So the best thing that you can do for that is score. Yeah. So he scored two, scored another two. You might see him go on a run now. And those type of movements that you're talking about there, Judgy, sometimes it's not just because someone's told you to. You start believing. You just start getting like this inclination that you know where the ball's going to drop and stuff. And yeah. it, it's very much a psychological thing yeah. as opposed but to like an ability yeah. thing. But I do think the fact that Ancelotti's came out twice now and said, one, he needs to be more central. Yeah. More central. He needs to do less running. Well, and one. One will feed the other, won't it? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. obviously going to get more opportunities if you're in and around the box, yeah. aren't you? As opposed to if you're down on the touchline, like Grafton as a winger sort well, of thing. If you, so wa- if you watch our games back, you know, we, we with Richarlison, with Bernard, with Sigley, we've got plenty of players who get the ball in the box or have got that ability to get the ball in the box. You look around, there's not a, many le- a lot of players who get in the area and that's, that's mm. their kind of thing. So on a very basic level, it just balances the team up a bit more mm. to have someone who's always going to be, his job is to... Is to get in the box and, and get on the end of things. And the thing with him, he's, he's actually a very good footballer. He's good on the ball, and you know he's a big lad as well. He's like almost six two, six three. So oh, he he's a, yeah, j- he's just to throw a spanner in the works here. If that's what Ancelotti wants him to do, then does it not make sense to play Tosson? Someone who's more natural at doing that, I by the sounds um, of it. I think the difference is the athleticism. Above all else, I think I think what Calvert Lewin gives you is he's so quick that. He's a threat in behind to centre backs, yeah. and 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 therefore it does drop them a little bit yeah. deeper, or they play higher, and it means he's got the chance. He's got he's got both yeah. in yeah. his locker. He's got and the as well as that, he, he's he's a good enough footballer to revert back to old and and work 
if we need him to work, the, yeah, you know, that's the comes deeper yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think he at the same time, Tosson hasn't exactly been some prolific target man either, has he? So no. it's not like you're gonna get you know some dramatic out increase in output in terms of goals by swapping one for the other. It's just seeing Calvert Lewin more central as seen as goals output improve, yeah. and that, you know, but he gives you more probably yeah. in all round game, yeah, relative to Tosson, yeah, would be, yeah, it's fair, yeah. but but yeah, as I say, it's um, it was a Highly successful Christmas period for us in, 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 in the way of point the points return. Uh, great start for Ancelotti. He's got obviously bigger games to come and, and tougher games to come. But you know, uh, I don't think it could have went any better for him really. From mm-hmm. a certainly from a PR point of view, in terms of the way the fans have now talked to him, and and certainly from the from the players' perspective, in terms of getting us points on the board, which is something we've desperately missed. Getting us away points on the board, getting the clean sheets at home. It's well it's on a, the on the thirtieth of November. Relegation was a question, and <laughs> it was a real question. But it's not looking at that run; it could potentially take picking up no points in five games. It's not a question. But anymore. now you're looking at it now. You're, you're yeah, five points off. It's not a question fifth. anymore. You're yeah. five points yeah. off fifth, and yeah. and it's you know, it, it's certainly not you know two wins or you know three yeah. three wins and a, and a couple of drop points from the teams above. Yeah, and those teams above us, we're talking with teams yeah. that are they were struggling to put. They were likely to drop points. Yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly. The swing, the swing they can make. Yeah, so it, it it's. You're right. We're now we're now hopefully looking in the right direction. You know, there's still there's still a lot of teams you know behind us who are still looking to pick up points themselves. But you know, we're now. I think this comes now with this like the business end of the season where the the, the sides who who can string a run together will string a run together. The Tottenham's Tottenham will yeah will pick up like three or four wins on the trot. Man United will probably pick three or four wins on the trot up. I think. If mm. we're to look at ourselves in that bracket, we've got to do that. Yeah. Now we've done two at the minute. We've got a tough game coming up, but you know, <laughs> let's see. You no, know, let, let's see, see what comes. You know what I mean? I think, I think we've we've got we've got to look up. We can't yeah. look down now. Mm. They're rattled. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, now uh, obviously moving on to yourselves. You you had two two games. One as recent as last night. Um, starting with the Leicester on Boxing Day. We had Boxing Day. Wow. Wow was the right word. Yeah. What a game that was. Um, I know we had the jet lag there. <laughs> Where were they flying from? I know. <laughs> Look, in, in, in terms of Liverpool league performances, you're talking up there with Daglish's 88 sides against Villa and Rodgers' 14 sides performance against Arsenal. In I think that was in December as well. Some of the best performances we've ever seen um, from a Liverpool team in the league, and that's up there with them. Yeah, for me, I mean... Going into the game, obviously, I think everyone had been looking at it, thinking like, well, you know, Leicester were in good form. I know they've been beat by City before and before before they played us, but you know, the second the flying, they're really yeah. confident and stuff. It's the return of Rodgers. If ever there was like a sort of banana skin, you know, going there on Boxing Day after we've been at the Club World Cup and stuff, it, yeah, it, it's one of them, isn't it? Where you think they've been in warm weather, now they're going into December. It hurt us last year that we went warm weather training, came back in the winter, yeah. and you know, we, we, yeah, we, yeah, a couple we slipped of times, up yeah. Yeah, yeah. in two games, Leicester and West Ham actually, wasn't yeah. it? So I think, you no, know, going into that game, there was a lot of that sort of mentality and that that thinking. Now everyone thought if we play the way we can play, then it shouldn't be a problem. I don't think anyone was expecting us to play that well, so emphatically to beat yeah. them that that you know. No, you're right. Like it was the first time in a long time we were actually concerned we could get beat. It was the first time that we, it was a, a prospect on in our minds, yeah. and I think the players maybe thought felt a bit of a bit of that themselves and thought we're going to go out there and make a statement to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, you know, in terms of ratings, if you're going to go through the team, I'm not going to go through everyone and rate them, but 
there'd be so many nines yeah. on that day. Yeah. And Trent Alexander-Arnold was a 10. Yeah. <laughs> From first whistle, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Know, like, literally, the whistle got blown, and it was just like, we just looked well better. Yeah. Like, first half, I thought he was, <laughs> he was brilliant. It was just like, I, I couldn't believe that he was just yeah. one of that. Mickey Mouse Cup thing that you just won, <laughs> and, <then laughs> and then come back on a, on a ten thousand mile flight. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's it the airbuds open now. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, and it, it was really impressive to see, uh, as you say, there. Then players, it, it felt like they came back with with a with an authority. Yeah. You know, like a sort of saying, "This is ours." You know, yeah. this is our, our. Like it felt like that's what they were saying. We're gonna yeah. make this our game. We're gonna yeah. take these three points, put all of that fear to bed, yeah. send a message to everyone. We just won the Club World Cup. You know, we're flying, we're really confident. Yeah. From first whistle, we've seen that all over the park, every player. 11 positions, 11 battles on the pitch. We won Everyone 11 out won. of 11, didn't we? Yeah, and it, 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 it was. It was so impressive. And Vardy, you know, he's flying this season, isn't he? I thought, you know, could get it on the counter, in behind Trent and all that. Didn't Not see none of it. No, and it's, I'll be honest, I, I think it's partly because we played so well, so they weren't allowed to play. But again, you know, when Leicester came to Anfield, they sat back and they really sort of, like, looked for that moment and it didn't really materialise for them. It was like, when are we going to see something out of them? Yeah. And it never happened. At their place, I was expecting it a bit more. Yeah. And again, there was just nothing. There was any time they got on the ball, they just got suffocated. It was just yeah. a blanket. Yeah. Just got a red blanket, just got draped on it. It was just like, you're going nowhere. I think one thing we've said in criticism, you know, if you're going to find any criticism of Klopp, maybe like team for team, a tactical approach, like can you change it for them, can you change it for them? But we're seeing that in abundance lately. Um, we're cut, he's identifying dangers and just nullifying them. He's got the players to do it, the players to back him to do it, to be honest, with the way we've got our midfield and stuff. But um, that was more evident uh, against Wolves. But obviously there was an issue there with Vardy and whatever tweaks we made to, to negate that and the counter-attack, which I think, I'm not sure exactly how we done it, but it worked. Yeah, but they just didn't get the ball. They didn't yeah. get a chance That's to go and find him. You know, yeah. Every time they, were, they, they, they got in possession... They were just getting snuffed out. There was red shirts just on them, you know, yeah. and they literally couldn't get out. They couldn't couldn't enjoy any possession and any time to build an attack. Yeah. Couldn't even get their heads up to look for Vardy. And then Joe Gomez as well, you know, with that pace he's got. Yeah. It, it, where previously when we've seen Trent go missing and then, you know, we've had Lovren there or whatever, and yeah. there's, you've got that concern because there's just a gaping hole. Yeah. But with Gomez, where he sort of found his feet again now this season, he's starting to really show that form that we we seen at the start of last season before he got injured. He's got that pace to recover. Yeah, but don't forget, at the end of last season, we've seen Matip come to the fore um, while Gomez was injured. And then at the start of this season, we had... The, 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 fa you know, the fans were split over who you wanted who, to see. Yeah. Now, me and you took the stance that it, it's, it's a close call, but we'll have Gomez for his pace. As it turned out... Um, his form wasn't as good as yeah, Matip's, yeah. so Matip took the took the you know took the place. But if all things are equal, Gomez's level is back to where it is now. Then the pace is the deciding factor for me. So yeah. long may continue, and I hope he can stay injury free. Touch wood. Yeah, absolutely. Because alongside Van Dijk, I mean, you know, I, I think they've got a good un understanding. I think Van Dijk did yeah. have a good understanding with Matip as well. But as you say, the athleticism that he's got in his game, Gomez, you know. It, I think it gets us out of so much trouble yeah. in that area when we've yeah. got an attacking fullback as attacking as Trent. Yeah. Do you know what and I mean? We, Cops obviously made a decision to play high line this season. It's evident. Mm. So again, it it, it complements that better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, the the rise of 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 Gomez, it's it's been massive for us because with Matip's injury, it's we you know we've we were conceding a lot of goals, weren't we, leading up to the start of December. Um, 
and defensively now we look so, so much better and mm. he, he's got a lot to do with that. He has and uh, another one who came back from the Club World Cup and I think, you know, has has grown as a as a player. You know, I think oh you've seen it. I, I feel like he's just getting getting better every week at the moment. Jordan Henderson. He came back from that Club World Cup and I've said there that the team came back with a feeling that he had authority and wanted yep. to put the foot down and, you know, real take a stranglehold on this league. But he's come back and I think he feels vindicated that I belong as captain of this club. You know, he's lifting trophies in a red shirt. And I, and, and I think he's gone up a level. Well, He was brilliant against Leicester. Yeah, well, I mean, Fabinho's gone injured and he's gone into the holding role, which we've said, mm, he, he's certainly not Fabinho's level. He can do a job there. He's done it for a long time, but it's not natural. So we were all thinking, well, how's he going to do there? Well, there's two things he's doing. He's playing with, with belief in himself. That's one thing he know. He's playing like he knows he's good. But the second thing is, he's not relying on that. He's working like he's not a good player. Mm. He's running so hard uh, for so long with, with so much um, passion and will to win that ball back for the yeah. team. And, and then when he gets his edge up, there's never been a, a doubt on that though. He's always worked hard. He always covers a lot of ground in the games. Nobody, but he's doing that. As Phil says, he's doing that and also bringing. Massive impact and technical sort of side that seems to have got better. So do you know what I mean? So do you think you're seeing the Jordan Anderson now than what that, what you're seeing under Rogers? Maybe the, the uh, season better. is almost. This better. is the, this is the yeah. best period he's ever had in his life since Fabinho got injured. He's yeah. never played this good. This is the best football. But mm-hmm. I've always been a massive fan of him because these attributes I'm talking about. I've said he's great at passing. He's hard work, but everything seems to be coming together yeah. so perfectly and. Terry's had a criticism of, of Henderson in the past, which you know I think is fairly warranted. That he does close so quick, but sometimes because you do that, you can get sort of nipped past mm-hmm. um, as you as you reach the yeah, man. Yeah, you're going too fast in momentum, but he's, he doesn't seem to be running any slower. But I don't know what he's doing. But he's kind of maybe angling those runs more intelligently, or he's su- he's work. He seems to have sussed that out. Um, another thing I, I like about when Henderson plays in the holding role is I feel like Trent plays better defensively. Um, I don't know if that's communication yeah, I think or whether uh, Henderson's better at pu- uh, seeing the danger and plugging that gap than Fabinho is. I don't know, no, but I think I there's a marked improvement. I don't think there's necessarily a, an improvement in terms of like any danger isn't being identified and snuffed out. I think there's probably a level of leadership and sort of communication that's going on between Henderson and Trent. You know, both natural English speakers and yeah. sort of Henderson's the captain. And he barks them orders out, and he'll probably move Trent around a bit more than Fabinho, yeah. Yeah. who seems to play with a bit more of a language style, doesn't he? You know, he's a bit more laid back, and he maybe, <laughs> yeah, he's maybe trusting that Trent knows his position well enough that he doesn't have to tell him what to do. Whereas Henderson's maybe just a little bit more. Yeah. There's a bit more care being applied yeah. in that area. If, if that makes sense. Fabinho, you know, Fabinho and Henderson, um, they play the the number six very differently, very differently. And the way we've seen it lately, they both play it very effectively. So it's nice. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. And then, you know, and then we know why Alden can play that six. And we know that, you know, Lallana can have a go in there now. He's another person who's, who's featured. Um, he came on late um, against. Yeah, against, against Leicester, Leicester, he came on. Because yeah. it was Keita, wasn't it? it, it yeah, Henderson it started with, with Wijnaldum and Keita. Yeah. Um, and Henderson looked tidy. And, you know, we'll talk about his impact in the Wolves game in a minute. But Keita, I, you know, I've been made up with him. He, he's. He's doing less of the things I don't like, which is um, he's being far less careless with the ball and he's working that bit harder. Yeah, he's working harder, running back towards his own goal, which I think has been a criticism that I've levelled at him, certainly. I think you know he, he seems really pepped up for it and, and sort of going for it when he's going forwards, but seems a bit more 
lackadaisical Can going backwards. Can that be down to Henderson? Um, possibly. Possibly it could be. Um, but I think it, it's maybe just a... I think there's maybe a realisation that if you're going to be part of this team, yeah, like they can't be a passenger. You yeah. know, no one gets off with, with the work, with the shifts. Yeah. So... It has been really nice to see Keita come in and start to see glimpses of the player that we thought we'd signed. You know, he scored, I think it's three goals in three three games before, uh, yeah. you know, up to the, the Leicester game. Um, so he has been contributing from a goal-scoring yeah. perspective, but I thought he played really well against Leicester. You know, he, he, he seems to have that knack for being able to, like, sort of beating a man, find a little bit of space and just, just giving you that different angle, you know, yeah. f- for a pass or something like that. Yeah. It's like he can just slip it and let it roll across his body and you know, open yeah. up an angle that might not otherwise yeah, be there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So Although he does that kind of like Wayne Alden does, but yeah. a bit better yeah. in terms yeah. of that. But he's what he's doing now is he's releasing it once he's done that Yeah. instead of like trying to do it again. Instead of trying to do it again and, and then yeah. overrunning it and running yeah. into players, which has so been a good thing. No, he's, it's taking him a while, but like long may that continue and... You know, if he can keep that form up, then try and pick arm and field when everyone's fit. Mm. But what a great problem! Yeah, serious, seriously, yeah. But I mean, I, th- I think you know the the real comment of the game. It's got to go to Trent, hasn't it? I mean, was it two, 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 two assists. assists and a goal? Yeah. And you know, his goal was not to be to be like sort of taken lightly. Either. No. He took it really well, really crisp strike into the bottom perfect. corner. Yeah. yeah, and for a twenty-one-year-old kid to be running games from right back. In this Liverpool team, in this league, you know, yeah. at a high level against teams like you know Leicester, who were seconds flying in the league, we can't we can't speak highly enough of it. It's it's so impressive to see this young kid, yeah, running that game. Yeah, I mean, he's if he can if he keeps this up, he's gonna go down as maybe the best right back who's ever lived. You're talking like you go, oh, he's not Cafu, but he is if he keeps his this output up. is prodigious <laughs> for his age. Is. It's it's yeah. phenomenal, isn't it? What's so his, what's his assist count for this season already? I think I'm, I'm sure it's on something like nine or something like that. Is it? Yeah. Has Robertson been as prolific with his assists? Yeah, m- maybe not as much as last season. I think last season he was on, what did you get, 13 or something last season? Ro- yeah, I think, I think it was 13 and 14 um, or something. Really. I don't think Robertson's got quite as many this season. But Robertson's got five. Yeah, he's still weighed in. What's Trent got? Are you able to, to, to check? Just just have a little check on How that, many should he be? Five. He's got four. Yeah. yeah, five halfway through the season. It's nothing to be you know, mm. laughed at for the left-back. Like, but... But Trent's just gone to another sort of pla- and another plane, hasn't he? In terms of that, that, well, that Robbo's assist. a little bit better defensively, and Trent's Robbo. a bit better. Ah, <laughs> Robbo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robbo. yeah. better going forward. Trent's a little bit better going forward. Yeah, sorry, give us a minute, I'll find it. But neither of them are inept. No, know? I mean no, and it, uh, I just, I just think it was, it, it was almost a watershed moment for me that that Leicester game for him, where yeah. he's been building towards that, but. To absolutely run the game, you know, he's obviously had massive impacts on big games. Barcelona, he's got. Eight, so I thought it was something like what, that. What? What? The other so thing about it is, <laughs> getting fourteen assists last season is one thing because you're the surprise package. package. Now everybody knows you want to stop Liverpool, stop Trent, and they can't. They can't. They can't. Yeah. So it's even more impressive than than last season. Yeah, and then, I mean, and you know, that's credit to Klopp as well for the balance he's built in that team. That if if teams do try and shut that side down, yeah. then you've got Robertson who's yeah. able to weigh in from the other side. You know, it's like it, it's a it's a difficult problem to solve, isn't it? Yeah. Is it is it a bit of a, like a, a catch twenty two though? Because don't sides look at centres the weak link at the back as well? But well, they try to play on that side because yeah. he gets caught up the pitch a little bit more. And you know, obviously, if you've got pace up front, then I, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, it hasn't worked at all. No, no, season, but what, what we were saying that's what we were saying before. I think when we've been having to rotate Gomez and Lovren in and stuff like that, and I, th- I think it's more of an issue when Lovren's there. Um, but I think with Gomez finding his form, 
good luck trying to play down that side because Gomez has played right back and centre and centre half, and he's very quick. And, and our midfield's not made up of David Silvers and De Bruyne's. It's made up of Hendersons yeah. and Wijnaldum's. So it allows yeah. it allows them players that, mm. and it will work against us every now and then. But it, it's it's a balanced equation. Well, <laughs> it works hey, in our favour. We'll, we'll, hey, we'll, let me know when it does. <laughs> well, we'll get on to the Wolves game, but you know the the way we'll. The, the way that you do shut it down is the way, as we've talked about previously, the way Man U shut it down. Yeah. You know, they played three at the back with two wing backs, and their wing backs were, were used to really sort of press ours backwards, so that all of a sudden you haven't got that same attacking dynamism down your flanks. Now Wolves, we're, we're going to move on to that game shortly, but they've done the same, and I think that's that's the way. Yeah, well, that's they a good play, segue into it. They play like that every week, though, don't they? But they do, yeah. But you know, it it is the it is the one sort of setup that seems to shut down that attack and supply from our fullback areas, oh, and when teams have used it against us. It has frustrated us, you know, and and I think we will move on to the Wolves game because, as you say, Unless it's a perfect segue. Marco Silva tries to, to play. Well, yeah, <laughs> but then users are just playing it bonkers, weren't you? It's a bit mad. But when Wolves deployed it there yesterday, you could see, you know, I think the fullbacks had really poor games. Robertson, not not really poor, it's the wrong word, but Trent and Robertson were nowhere near as effective. And it was the same when we played Man U. You know, all of a sudden they, they, they can't get in the game, they can't impact it as much as the way that they normally Going do. Going forward. Going forward. But what I said to Phil, you know, on the inst- I think I mentioned on the instant match reaction yesterday when, when me and Phil done it. What was really pleasing to see with Klopp against Wolves is that it, it looks like he's learned from the Man U experience. Where I was really frustrated that you know when it, when Man U done that against us last season, we didn't learn from it because they deployed it ag- again this season, and we went with the same defensive three in midfield, like the sort of you know more workhorse midfield as opposed to putting a real attacking midfielder in. What's been nice to see there against Wolves is that Klopp's gone right. Well, I'm going to go with a number 10 and play Firmino there and then play Wijnaldum and Henderson as sort of two two midfielders that'll do all the graft and Firmino can go and pull strings. So it's like he, he's learned from the fact that the, me, me right-back and me, me left-back areas are probably going to get shut down a little bit more. So I'll put a more attacking from three you know, in place with a 10 mm. so that you can still sort of go through the middle because as soon as he's done that against Man U, they changed. No, they had to change their system, and, and you could see they were terrified because all the threat came through the middle, and they weren't set up for it. So it's nice to see that Klopp sort of recognised that and made yeah. that change. You know yeah. what I mean? Rather than going with a Milner, Henderson, Wijnaldum midfield against Wolves, you yeah. know, a, a workhorse midfield, yeah, he's got he's gone with a Wijnaldum, Henderson, and gone Bobby, go and pull strings in the hole there. Yeah, absolutely, it's worked. And um, and then Milana's got a game in, in Salah's position, although yep. it was hard to put your finger on whether he actually stayed there. It was all over the place. It was everywhere, yeah. It was a really good shift that he put in. Yeah. Um, Did he end up getting man of the match, Milana? But he went off after 60 minutes. I I wouldn't have given man of the match because I think, you know, <laughs> there was a probably other players on the pitch that I think probably deserved it a little bit more, but he put a serious shift in. Um, I don't know who Sky gave it to. The actual Barclays Premier League app thing, they gave it to Marnie. Mm, probably just because he scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Score, yeah. Sky gave it to Trent, uh, which must have been Carragher gave it to Trent. Mm. Whether he's seen something defensively, like the look of that we. I, I think it was I all like stats and stuff again, like yeah. the amount of crosses and, yeah. and, yeah. and chances I created. I think I it was. I can't get on board with Trent being man of the match no. there against what? I've heard a lot of people say that. He really picked on him the last 10 minutes. It was awkward. Yeah. Probably just clipping balls over the top. And particularly when Jimenez come in, he just leans on him. Yeah. Literally mm. ran with him as though he was Mark and Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, 
And, and to be fair though, I'm glad that Traore didn't start. Yeah. He's an absolute beast. He's a monster. Yeah, he's he a is. He Robbo like did well player. with him though. Like, that's why I'm, I won't have it that he had a poor game. He, he had a tough assignment there yeah. and he got stuck right into him. Not a poor game, that's the wrong way. That, yeah. As I say, it's but just not as impactful as yeah. we know they can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think you made the point on the instant match reaction, didn't you, where, you know, it was different. After Up to the hour, we were well on top. We, you know, we were, we were the better team. I still, I, I, you know, I'll say it again on the pod. I think I said on the instant match, Wolves were the best team I've seen in the league so far at Anfield. Yeah. You know, I think they, they were real hard work and, you know, diligent and, and disciplined. Exactly. Yeah, they knew exactly what they do you know as a team. shocked me the most, though? The work rate. Yeah. How were they able to physically to do that? that? We we look well more tired, didn't we, yeah. compared to them? Towards the end. Made a lot of changes, you know. Yeah, four changes you made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the yeah, two but big ones are Traore and Jimenez. Yeah, Traore worked the socks up against City though. At one point, though, Alana burns him off. Like, <laughs> what's happening? He's meant to be rapid with Traore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not sure he burns him off. The point of fatigue, possibly. The point that Phil made on the instant match was was a good one. That was I was just going to get to is that. For roughly an hour, we were the better team, but then he came on on 59 minutes and he could see the reaction, yeah. the way that we dropped a little bit deeper. You know, when Robertson all of a sudden... Adapting he to He didn't it. want the ball as much. Yeah. All of a know. sudden, Wijnaldum and Mane, well, like, it looked like they had tactical instructions. Yeah. They probably worked on it yeah. the day before um, because of the you know the issues that he caused City. Yeah, exactly. And you could see that Robertson was spending less time on the ball when he got it. You know, yeah. he was getting shut of it quicker and stuff because because Traore's got that pace and that yeah. you know he'll put that press on you and yeah. sort of. So he did make a change, and it was it, it was definitely a blessing for us to see him on the bench. You know, it, it definitely it, they stepped it up right, but they didn't really uh, cut any any chances out. But what they did keep doing, and I thought they were going to score, was they kept like. It kept getting pulled back to like just outside the D and having shots, but they're the team who can put them away. But they've got Moutinho, yeah. haven't they? And they've got um, Neves. 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 And yeah. that's, you know, that's what I they do. I thought this isn't the right team for this to happen with. To be honest, they've got the two, the, the Traore who can do it, yeah. and the, the fullback, uh, Doherty. Doherty. He wasn't yeah. playing, though. He, he, oh, did he not play? No, he was on the bench, and that was one of the other changes that they made. So yeah. Traore, Jimenez, Doherty, and I can't think who the other one was. But I, I didn't realise how good a footballer he was until I watched yeah. that City game. Player. Yeah, he, he can really, like, I, I mean, not just because of the goal, but. He's got good feet. Yeah, very he is. good feet. He's a good player. You don't, you don't think of a player with the name Doherty to have good yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just don't. Yeah. Snooker player. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just but, don't. But I, I, I'll be honest, you know what? I'll say it again. I was really impressed with them. And I think they are, if, if depends on how the Europa League goes for them, which is going to end up becoming a big distraction second half of the season. They, bit seem of team. To, they seem to be dealing quite well with that. So well, far, but they, they, they look a team that deserves to be challenging. But up there the for them top four places. What, what they done between. Boxing Day, was it they playing Boxing Day? No, day after. The day day after. What they've done between the 27th and, and yesterday is what they've been doing in the Europa League. They, they make four or five changes mm. in areas where, you know, th- they're probably those players who are expending more energy than others. And and again, uh, similar to what we were just saying about Sanchez, where he makes clever changes. He's been I doing that all season. I think the fact that they've got, like, they've just got neat footballers, haven't they? I think you can sort of... Because I remember last season he went about... 12, 13 games where they yeah. didn't change the side Let at all because they didn't need to because like, there wasn't Like the Phil said though, they've all got a, a very good mentality. Yeah. They're, all, they're all willing to you know roll the sleeves up and work hard and I think yeah. that's the one reason why... Um, but they're all good footballers. What's his name you were speaking about before? The Brute. Oh yeah. He wasn't playing Priority. much last season because he, he wasn't yeah. buying into the whole work yeah. rate and despite him coming on, 
last 10 minutes and looking a worldy. Yeah. The fans are like, why is he not playing? And it, it's clear he just wasn't putting the work in, but he's mm. now starting to. He's starting yeah. to, and he looks a much better yeah. player for it. But <laughs> as you say, they are workhorses and they do graft and, and stuff. And as Craig said, they are technical. They've got a lot of you know, Portuguese players. Did in you hear what uh, Klopp said about Traore after the City game? Yeah, he said he's more, more dangerous than Vazi. <laughs> yeah, he? but he said, he said, I've been watching him for years. I always knew he was going to be special. He just needed to find the right team, the right manager and all that. He was like, it was almost like tapping up. Nah. I, I, I don't well, be surprised if we if we well buy him one day. He's came nah. through the the system at Barcelona, hasn't he? And he's been touted as this wonder kid for years. He's never really. It's just his application has yeah. never been yeah. there. Then he's he's came to England. He's played he's for a few clubs in England. He's got on he the dropped, steds. He dropped, <laughs> <laughs> he's dropped. He's dropped out of the division in, yeah, in yeah. England, and Pretty and bad. you know worked his way back up type of thing. So you know he's he's sort of it could have it could have been a downward spiral for a player like that where he's. Drop down a division in a different country, yeah. And you know, you never hear of him again because yeah, there's yeah. been plenty oh, like that, yeah. But he sort of found the right club, and yeah. you know, and, and it's working out for him. Even at Middlesbrough in the, in the championship, I don't think he was playing every game. Mm. And I think mm. they were fe- they 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 noticed the work rate of him. Granted, he's he's quick and rapid when he's got the well, ball, but he's, to 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 Santo, he's a great manager, um, yeah. He's just uh, uh, you know, Arsenal could have looked at him. And you know, would, wouldn't have been a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we can't really move off this game um, before we address, you know, some of the VAR discussions. Um, for for me, it's just every week. It's every single game now, isn't it? It's wrecking football. You know, I know it's gone for Liverpool there in the, in that game. Um, shock. <laughs> the, fir- the first one. Anyone get him there? <laughs> straight I will, I will What I will say is, and firstly, Anthony Taylor's probably one of the worst referees I've ever seen in terms of pure bias. He's, he's, it's grim. I can't even understand how he's allowed to referee our games. We've had this discussion in the past on him. He's from Chelmsford, uh, not Chelmsford. Yeah, um, he's a monk. Basically from Wilmslow or something like that, yeah, isn't yeah. he? Or somewhere along them ways. Yeah, he's a, basically, you know. Just outside Manchester, so it. Who does he support? Stockport. Or oh, he'll, he'll say he supports Stockport, yeah. but you know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> through through. but the first one, you know, he, he's trying, he's trying to stop, he's trying to blow for a handball, which weren't a handball, and then Mane's put it in the net, and then VAR reviewed it and said, well, he didn't blow, the ball's gone in the net, and he shouldn't have blown anyway because it wasn't a handball. Goal stands. I don't think anyone can really argue that decision. Mm. VAR. No, if no. anyone says that that's a bad decision, then well, the the the, the talking point there is. Um, the handball from or the potential handball I've heard today that it wasn't Van Dijk. I haven't seen it, it back but I've, yeah the Van, Van Dijk, Dijk, yeah. well I'll, I'll, show, I'll put a video up on our, on our Twitter of that from the, the angle that everyone's been showing it from behind it looks dodgy from the front it's not a handball you can yeah. see it a mile off doesn't even touch his arm the flight the ball's spinning round like that like proper spinning yeah. and when it moves past his arm it's still spinning exactly the same so from one respect there Vaz nailed it but what I think is what would happen if the ref blew for the handball and then VAR showed that it wasn't a handball, but the play had stopped. I don't know. I, it's a drop what, what? ball or something. That's <laughs> nuts, isn't it? It is nuts. It is. And and that's what the, the Wolves bench were claiming and why they wanted VAR to check it. They they said that he blew before Marnie put it in the goal. Yeah. But he didn't. And VAR checked that. Yeah. Well, it, that's, that's what I've been that, told that anyway. Fact, is it? I, I was um, at the game, so well, from people I spoke to said that's what Sky Sports mentioned, that they were checking whether he blown before Mane put it in. All right. So the first one aside, so Taylor's obviously, you know, he, he saw an handball, which it wasn't. And, you know, everyone's having a field day over it now with the papers posting pictures of and stuff. Anyone who thinks that's an handball just needs their head checking. You know it's what I mean? It's just not. It's just it's n- almost so neck. That one aside. Then, obviously, it goes up the, the other end and Wolves pull one back. Now, uh, if that goes against us, I'd be 
whilst it is offside, you know, it's with hard, a millimetre or two, we've had them go against us this season. Marnie's, you know, it's, it's he, he had one that was bad against Watford. Yeah. Firmino's one, you know, against Villa. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That, that was, that's the one that sprung to my mind. I know, it, and it's, it's all the um, swings and roundabouts type of thing, but these decisions, they should go for the forward because yeah. it's basically, and we've always been taught, you know, go go with the well, attacker. the benefit of the result. That's yeah. just an old incorrect belief. That's not what the rule is. No, it is. No, it's yeah. not benefit of doubt to the forwards. That was the rule, but VAR we've got, we've got doesn't, VAR doesn't get applied anymore. We've got VAR to prove if you're offside or not. Now, that's assuming the technology is right. I find it bizarre that they're so trying to be so precise with where you are compared to the defender, but there's absolutely no emphasis on has when did the ball leave the foot of the of the yeah. player providing a pass. Exactly. We never see a breakdown of that, but let's assume, because we can't do anything else, that that's bang accurate. Then the line's the line. And if you say, well, but they seem let's, to let's allow a margin of error no, of two inches, then what happens if you're no, a couple no. of meters, millimetres over take, that? I take the point, but the thing, the thing for me is, it's like... I don't think the technology is good enough, you know, with these lines and things. You see these stills and where they're zooming in, it's all pixelated. I don't think the fr- like the, the speed that the camera's picking these pictures up keeps up with can keep up with the speed that, that of the game. You're trying to isolate these little tiny fractional things. And for me, VAR, if you're saying it gets used for clear and obvious errors, a, a, a uh, fraction of a hair's uh, width on an offside is not a clear and obvious error. It's black and white though, isn't it? it no, is but it's not a clear and obvious error. Sooness had a really good point, did you? Sooness's point. No, I haven't any. He basically said, just to try and avoid these, like like you're saying, these minute hairs width of an offside, just say, just do it the other way and say if any part of the player's body is onside, then that's that He's advantage onside. like before. Yeah. Because, you know, the, you're almost taking away the, the art of movement. You know, the way a striker moves and leans. Pucky's one was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, his, 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 movement, his movement. movement. He was offside. He came on, so he, he got back on side, bent his run round the defence. It was a brilliant piece of forward yeah, play, and he got ruled out. It was yeah. like. But if you bend and you run, your upper body's going to be. Strike as a ball, that's the yeah. way you yeah. move. Yeah. That's how you move. Cool. And, and the defender's doing the. Well, I, I, yeah. I, always thought Mr. Soft <laughs> I always thought it was like your feet. Beyond, no, beyond no. But well, that'd be a better rule. That Nowadays, the rule is any party body that you can score with. But so that's why you were getting your ribs rule and all that. armpits on nothing. Because you can score with an armpit. Yeah, you, can't you can't score, score with your, hand. your armpit. Can't so that, that's but, but yeah, job without touching. But that isn't that isn't VAR though. That's the offside rule, isn't it? So they should just say either it's got to be clear daylight or it's only the feet, and that would sort it. For I me, think no, feet. Definitely I think feet. I'd go with feet. That'd be my feet's a good one, and I would personally, you know, rather than these like two individual millimeter-wide lines and all that, I'd just basically have a fatter line that accounts for margin of error. And it's just based on feet. Now, if you're if the strikers pass that margin of error line with yeah, the defenders, then it, it's done. If both those lines, if both those lines are touching, though, he's onside. You know what I mean? So if you're saying if the line's thicker, either side, you say of the, the, line. Li- the line is, I don't know, a tenth of a yard or something like that. Which is, but I, I don't yeah. think I don't even think you'd have two lines. You just draw a line where the defender's foot is, and then you look at the striker's foot. If he's passed that thicker line margin of error, that's what I mean. Offside, but, but if his line, but if his, but his foot's touching the line, then then he's on. Then he's on, yeah. Because he's in the margin yeah. of error. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think you can use this technology. I, I it's so frustrating. I'll that Bundesliga have dealt with it and, and kept it for so long. Something must be yeah, working but right they, there. They have, don't they have like a 35-second time limit on the reviews? Oh, and and if, if they can't make a decision because it's too close to call, then the, the on-field decision stands. So if the referees 
called it offside. It's offside if it's not. It's clearly, not. there's clearly it's not an obvious error then, is it? That, yeah, that was my point weeks ago when we were talking about it. If it's taken longer than remember that one at Goodison, can't remember it was against. It was about the ten Tottenham minutes one. nearly. Tottenham, yeah. How is it a clear and obvious error if it's taking you ten, 10 minutes? minutes? Oh no, it was, yeah. the, it was the one that we won <laughs> where we won. Was it Tottenham? It was Tottenham. It was the handball one. Yeah, tell the handball. Yeah, and it was an handball. What are we actually moaning about here? How long it took? No, but I am moaning partly about that, yeah, because in the grounds, it's horrendous. You know, you, you know and, and what it, what are we getting to now? We're, we're cheering VAR decisions. People cheered that in the grounds, and yeah. it was like, I was like, I don't want to cheer at VAR decisions. No, like, you weird. know what? Even, goal, even, as, though, even as a home supporter, though, you do feel for the opposition. You know, you, I like, if I you're in the game, if you're, <laughs> no, no, if you're in the game, and, and it was a good goal, he scored a good goal there. You know what I mean? It was a decent finish, weren't it? And you're like, yeah. oh, a decent goal there. And and like I don't know, it's just it's just not in the spirit of the game. Do you know what I mean? The whole thing is is horrible. It's yeah. just distasteful. It's a distasteful way. Don't get me wrong. When it happens to you once, and it happens at key moments, and it contributes to you winning things, you're not gonna moan about it. But it's just not a like a. It's not a, a it's nice take, way. It's to taking win. the joy yeah. out of football. You yeah. can't celebrate a goal. No. So, you know we scored. And then we're all just looking, thinking, no one celebrate. Everyone's like, yeah, and we'll hang so on. It's got, we know it's going to VR, so everyone's like that, looking at each other going, what, what, you know, what's what happening What happens here? if you just scrap it? And then and then we go back to just linesmen, and no, then every no. week Sky Sports uh, is showing uh, people like he yards offside. It's not, and no, and but and but that's always been the case of the technology. Do we go backwards, though? It's no. not the technology itself. It's the use of the yeah. technology that everyone has a problem with. And, and, the, and the communication what was with the, the key stakeholders here, which are the fans and the players. What was the Everton one the other week where the, the line put us flag up and he shouldn't have until well uh, that's still a, a, a doubt to me I don't know how that works there was one at Sheffield United where the linesman put his flag up and he carries on scores yeah, yeah. and the keeper's like that standing there doesn't even try and yeah. save it and, and it was a goal given. that's what yeah. would have happened if the ref was a boy and the, line, uh, and, and the handball for the handball same thing isn't it but it's yeah, it's game it's would have stopped. Game would have stopped, and then we could have scored. No, but that's different. If a referee blows, the game has stopped. If a linesman puts his flag up, so players see the flag going up and then stop reacting. Oh, that's on them. Then, told that's just on them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but it, it obviously has an impact, doesn't it, yeah. on the player? Do you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd, it, it is I the use the of the technology as opposed to the technology itself. I think, and for me, I'd just get the referee using the screen more often, and and I'd make him the ultimate decision. If he says, "Well, the on the field decision wasn't that bad," so no, it's that's your, that's your measure of uh, a clear and obvious error. The yeah. referee going, the referee. I, "I made a mistake there." Yeah, and, and you know what? Most most referees, uh, you know, are humble enough to say after the game, "You know what? I made a mistake there." You know, when they've looked back and seen it, and they do do that because it, it's why wouldn't they? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's Smart. they're only human. Yeah. And and the players are making enough mistakes. We've said that for years. Whether we hate referees or like referees, players make enough mistakes on the yeah. on the pitch themselves. You know the referees are gonna make mistakes, and that's fine. That's part of the game. I mean, I heard a really good. It was uh, the Brighton manager before was talking about it. His name again? Um, Potter. Yeah, Potter. Potter. <laughs> Graham Potter. Yeah, he, he was saying, you know what, uh, the the way that whether it's the technology or whether it's referees. If we eradicate mistakes or things like that from our game, it's not going to be the same game anymore. No. That's all part of the whole like. I know. Look, it's sometimes and it's like you said, it's life. You know what? Sometimes you have a bad, you have a, you know, you a don't get the rub of the green. Yeah. yeah. You have a, you've got to come back and you've got to be resilient. But like and every that's part of what football's about. Everyone has to come together then and say, "Look, we're going to scrap it." But if someone's a yard offside, then I don't think it's scrap no, it. I don't, I don't think they'll scrap it now. But it should have been trialed for longer, and there has to be change at the end of the season. Because the way it's being implemented around Europe, they're using it fine. Around the world, they're using it fine. So it's just the way the Premier League have implemented it's it. It's a joke. It's, it seems yeah. like all across Europe, it's, it's getting used quite well. Maybe it's just the English. 
we don't use the screen. We're the only league that doesn't use the screen for the referee on but the pitch. But say there was a screen there and the ref ran over to it. It would have took there as screen, long. It would took as long. The decision the no, 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 but Phil. If there was, but, and but let me but just Phil, say, it would, the decision would have been the same and it no, would have took no, as long. No, so but there's a time. Why wouldn't it? So, so what's not happening at the moment is what do the leagues do? They're not applying how long the video referee's got to look at it and they're not giving the referee, right, you've got 30 seconds to go and look at it because when you look at the other leagues, the referee's over there and he's over there for lo- no longer than 30 seconds. Seconds. Yeah. The whole thing takes two minutes yeah. from start to finish. We've got at the moment where it's going on for five minutes yeah. and the players That's don't know good. what's going on. The referee's just going, hold on, hold on. The fans don't even know what's going on. The fans at Anfield don't know what's going well, on. It didn't take, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying, no, it well, didn't take five minutes at Anfield and the screen, and ref looking at the screen wouldn't have changed the it ultimate took, decision. It did take, it took time. It took it took, know, it, took it was seven minutes got added on, wasn't it? It wasn't, it was so five minutes, Phil. Was it? Even yeah. the one oh, even the ones that, that Tottenham one, that took five minutes. And we as fans, we've got screens. We didn't know what yeah, was going on. It just said checking. Checking, checking yeah. yeah. Like we didn't know if it was right, an handball. Yeah. I, I, they have they have adapted that now. We, think it was, we thought they were checking for like a call. Yeah, we thought it was a foul yeah. in the area, but anyway, it's yeah, it's a frustrating one. But the really frustrating thing, just let me finish on this one because I was gonna say it, is how afterwards it almost felt like he was trying to level her up, Taylor. There was some horrendous fouls happening right in front of him. Oh, yeah, he was, was just letting everyone go. He was just go, letting man. them go it for them. It was, like, it was almost like he feels, I've done, Wolves have been hard done by you, so I'm just going to let them f- do anything. There was and, quite and a few fouls there like that you thought. But you know what? He's even done it today. He was like, he was just letting the game go until something he happens. Lost, like he lost control, yeah. and then he was just sort of like, oh, I, you know what? I've had too much of an impact on this game. No, hang on a minute. Just to be oh, clear, yeah. though, he had no. Im- he tried well, to tried deny to. both. Of- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. But he tried to give them the benefit in both of them situations. Var overturned the ref. Yeah, but then it felt like he was trying to even. Yeah, it yeah, it did. Yeah, it was a rent. It was like uh, there was one right in front of me, and he got absolutely ragged. And he's looking at it, and the referee's looking at Man, it. And he was like, knocked yeah, it round him. Yeah, knocked it and round. And it's like, how's that not a foul? Yeah, it's bananas that he's looked at it, and you're just thinking, well. This is it was bad, really yeah. bad. But we got the win, and they are the type of performances that win you the league. When you when you're tired, you're playing against a hard working team. You're not at your best. Hey, it's been a pretty decent period for both clubs, hasn't it? Yeah, but it's our second December unbeaten, I think. Yeah, we've done that last season as well. Oh, do you know what? Seeing them fixtures, you had like. 28 games or so <laughs> in December, and you just won every one. Bad the one without kids. With, with kids, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. But devil had it work again. I judge. Nah. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, really, as Phil said, really important win, massive. You know, it sent a statement out on the back of the Leicester one that you know it, it, we weren't going to slip up there either against Wolves and and as you say for both teams, uh, a fortuitous December period. Absolutely. So uh, as we are in the last episode of of 2019 and ultimately the last episode of the episode of the decade, we are going to look at uh, <coughs> or briefly look at our, our teams of the decade. So we're going to look at an Everton team and a, and a Liverpool team. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with mine. I know that we've 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 kind of all done our teams, and there's a lot of similarities. So, what we'll do is I'll name my team. Craig will kind of highlight his differences in in personnel and potentially formation, and and why he's maybe counted mine. So I've gone for uh, Tim Howard in goal, Jack Yelker and Distan centre back, uh, Coleman Baines the fullbacks, Barry and, and Guy holding midfield or centre midfield if you like, with three in front of them: Pina, Barkley, and Osman and Lukaku. Um, the only contentious one or difficult one for me was that role behind Lukaku. Initially, without even thinking about it, I put Kale in and then realised he was kind of only the start of the decade, wasn't he? And then I toyed with Fellaini. <laughs> but the reason I went for Barkley and Lukaku before you come in, Craig, is 
I just felt like they had a relationship between them, and, and there was a, there was a period of a good six months where especially the, last the best season. out of Lukaku, yeah. and, and likewise, I don't think I could have not put Osman in because of the service he gave to the team over that period. Pienaar, I thought at times was was it was a fantastic attacking player for us, um, and again, I I thought the back four picked itself personally. Craig? Yeah, no, the back four and the goalkeeper for me, they just pick itself. Yeah. I've gone a little bit different. I've gone with, although I, uh, the players that you put on would be on my bench, especially Gareth Barry. I went for Fellaini just on, on how he could like impact certain games against the bigger sides, the, yeah. the, the better sides in the league. He'd, he'd certainly ruffle up a few feathers yeah. with, his, with his presence and... I think we were fortunate enough to see that the best out of Fellaini probably he's the type of player that probably well he hasn't been <coughs> been appreciated when he went to Man United by by the fans and 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 rightly so because they've had some world class in their midfield they've had like, you know the skulls they've seen the skulls as the Beckhams the Giggs as they've they've seen everything there now we were at a period where we were reliant on a, on a player of someone like that who can who could maybe drag us through certain games and. For me, I I I was a really was big that fan. Was the biggest money uh, signing that Moyes ever did, ever made? Um, possibly it was about was he about twenty million? It was twenty million from Liège, wasn't Liège, it? Liège, yeah, and it was a big surprise because I I it remember was a gamble, wasn't it? To be fair, he'd done it in the Champions League. He'd done it against. Team. He played mm-hmm. against Stu's. Yeah. If I if I remember rightly, he was just um he just got through them. Whereas I remember we played them in the Europa League. Qualification yeah. the, the same season, and um, I didn't think he was that great against us. In fact, I, I remember and Bacani and Bacani was no, the one the Well, I remember Tafur, yeah. Well, I, I remember him being like a really good ball player. I went to the the, the Liege um, so I, yeah. leg, and he, he didn't stand out. I mean, in fact, I'm not even sure he played, but obviously, mm. he was seen uh, as obviously, and, and, and he did, he was a, he was a decent servant for Everton. And, you know, although we went to Man United and followed Moyes there, I think we, as Everton fans, we, we look at him quite fondly. I've changed Osman as well. You put Richarlison. I put Richarlison purely based on, on, on his goal return. And although I've said it on the pod, <coughs> we can wait week out, he frustrates the life out of me. But I know there's a player there. I know he's mm. a very good good forward. And, you know, he, he can either be on the right or the left, or he can play sensibly. So I think he, he, he just complements uh, a, a side like with, with um, the Pro- likes probably of. G- probably gives you on reflection. He gives you he's that player who can win a game on his own, isn't he? You yeah. know, he can, he can make something out of nothing. Whereas Osman the other players are more games. more into what was that? Osman probably won a few games. Though, yeah, it? it was more. <coughs> he, he tended to score goals that were kind of created by the team, but he'd yeah. get on the end of it, or he provide the finishing touch, or the other way round, he'd maybe yeah. be part of a move. Yeah. Um, just to, just to add Millsy's touch before we move on to the Reds, um, Millsy went for Pickford in goal, which can't really buy into. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not a big fan of no, him I, I, as, a, as, a, as a person. Never no, mind, uh, you know we've we've all got our c- critics on, and, and with the, I think every fan across the country's got the, got a certain degree of um, something yeah. they don't like about Pickford. I mm. think he's got the ego, hasn't he? But you know st- there, there are games where he, he does pull yeah. it off, and yeah. there's certainly a keeper there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's certainly a decent shot stopper. He's his distribution can be good. Can be good, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think th- I think he's probably one of the most unlikable p- 
players in yeah, football. That's, that's it, yeah, I think that's, that's it. what it is. Yeah. I, I, touching on on our left sides, I, I did put P and R in it, but it's probably it's probably based on the fact of how good he was the back end of the previous decade. Yeah, yeah. with Beans, but you yeah. you sort of still remember those times, and he, he he was a good player for Everton. There's no no doubt about that. Mills, he went for John Stones, which I can understand, but again, as a defender, Distan for me was. Was the one of the best I've seen at the club, to be honest. Yeah, possibly. With the, the reason for Stones was the the fact that he came in the back end of um, the, uh, the Martinez's yeah. no bad Martinez's first season, and we went on a good great mm. run of games. I think we won seven on the start. We weren't conceding many. We were we were good to watch, and yeah. I, I can see why he's done that. Bringing back to the the Lukaku Barkley thing, I think that season under Koeman, we we seen the very best of it was it was. Some of the best but football I'd seen. Yeah, for, for, for it was it was Ross Barkley's purple patching and Everton shirt, yeah. and we I think we finally seen, you know, because if you're a local lads and you play for Everton, you you want, you know, you want for the the same as what Liverpool fans yeah, got with Steven Gerrard, and yeah. we never ever got that with the, the Rodswells and for long periods under Barkley. I think the last six months of having uh, Ross Barkley in an Everton shirt. We did see. It was uh, a bit more uh, like what we, we, we wanted. We wanted, yeah. yeah. And uh, that all stemmed from, I think it was the Derby performance, and he went through someone, and he should have got sent off. A hundred percent should have got sent off. But you you, you seen that that little bit of grit about him, and I think from then I think he was a bit fortunate with us not to get sent off, and he was got a three match ban, which discovered his whole season. Yeah. But uh, you know it, it, it never because the you know. Yeah. He, he got that run of games then. So before we move on to your Reds, I think I think uh, it's fair to say ours is probably filled with players from maybe five years ago, or probably <coughs> the, the beginning of the decade, the middle of the decade. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite the same with you, is it? No, I think me and Terry are going to agree on most of the team, I, I would well, imagine. Yeah, well, I think if you look you know, across yours, mine, and Ga- ours is quite balanced, actually, in, you know, in, in, in terms of maybe there's a slightly more from the more modern, but it, it, there's not a lot in it, really, but... If you look at Phil's mine and, and Gary's, because he sent that, he's, even though he's not here tonight, we've all gone for Allison and goal. We've all gone for Trent right back. We've all gone for a, a, a centre half here in the Carragher and Van Dyke. And we've all, fo- gone, all gone for Robertson left back. Yeah, if we just pause there for a second, oh, I just think the dynamics of Carragher and Van Dyke will be interesting because who's the, who's leader? the leader? Who's telling who? Yeah, <laughs> but I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it wouldn't work, though. Just yeah. class shone through, though. I, 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 I know, think Carragher would appreciate the, the player that Van Dyke is yeah. in Carragher. Well, Take a lead off him as a player, yeah. whereas he might lead in terms of you know the Van Dyke. Well, the thing yeah. is about Carragher, what made him so good because he lacked pace was his ability to read danger and organise. That is also what Van Dyke does. It's funny that the 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 the, the myth with Carragher didn't have any pace. Yet. I think he did have a little bit. Of, I think it was just that that Henri uh, show. On <laughs> I think yeah. it was that Henri show, but well, he could win. He can make. He was no yeah. Gomez, though, mate. He was no Joe no. Gomez in terms of pace. No, like. but I don't think he was a detractor from each other at all. No, there, wasn't, there wasn't many from that era, though, was there? There wasn't many from that era that were lightning quick, good no. centre back. Do you look at John, John Terry, Terry Epstam, you know, Vizic, but even like he, you know, at the time, Woodgate was a top centre up, but he weren't quick either, yeah, was he? No, all that. So yeah, but, but we've we've gone for the same back four anyway, and the same goalie on that one. So you know, mainly the the more modern Liverpool players, but obviously with Carragher thrown in there. I can't believe he's didn't put Moreno in. Hold on. <laughs> and then up top, we've all gone Salah on the right, Suarez in the nine through the middle, and Mane on the left. So there's no sort of like dispute there. I think we've all looked at it and thought, well. Suarez gives you all of the work rate of Firmino, but just way more output in terms yeah. of goals and stuff and, and assists. And, and he was, an he was unselfish. He was, he was just an animal. He was a winner. 
So I think we've all gone. I think the bit where there's a little bit of sort of conjecture where we haven't agreed is, is around the midfield. So I'll say what mine is. Phil can say what his is, and I'll mention what Gary's is, and then I think we can sort of quickly just sort of touch on why. I've gone with Henderson, Gerrard, and Coutinho. Now, anyone who knows me knows I'm not. <laughs> I haven't sang Philip Coutinho's praises for, you know. Or, or Henderson's. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's wrong. I, 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 you know what? I've, I've always liked Henderson. I just felt that in the holding midfield role. He was he was being asked to play a position he that, that wasn't his position. Yeah. <laughs> You've only liked him you know, since he picked them big ears no, up. I respected <laughs> I res- what he's done on, in that season under Rodgers. But have you put him in the, the def- reason why we, we never won it? Have you put him in the defensive midfield? No, role? well I've put him and Gerard alongside each other as like a flat two. Okay. And then Coutinho in front as a free roll ten. Almost. So so the difference between my and your teams is I'm having a bit more fun. So I'm putting more I'm putting Fabinho <laughs> on his own. Yeah. I don't want two holding mids because this is a dream team. So I'm putting Fabinho on the hole because he's a specialist to holding, which I'm which frees Gerard up to put to play and create with Coutinho. Um, so I'm I'm swapping Fabinho for Henderson and I'm only playing one in the hole. Is Firmino not in any side? No. So so he is in Gary's. So Gary's put Firmino. He's put Suarez in, Coutinho, and instead he? of Coutinho, what I, where I've got him as a ten, he's put Firmino there. Now for me. I don't think we've seen enough of Firmino in that 10 to warrant to say that he would warrant playing as your number 10 in the team of the um, decade. He's just trying Glenn to... Glenn isn't he? And just get all his players yeah. in the one team. Yeah. Yeah. He just couldn't bring it to drop. Yeah, like Skull, yeah. Skull, yeah. Skull, 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 Gerard, Lampard. And why would you? Yeah, yeah no. I mean, no, but It'd definitely be the 12th man. It's a bit of a square peg in a round. The thing is, Suarez is better as, as the nine, you know, in an all-round capacity. And as much as Coutinho frustrated me, because I, you know, we, we, I don't want to argue with Phil for about 20 minutes over it, but... In my respect, he was one. Of, he was a world class talent. One of the most talented players we've had. Wasn't consistent enough for me, but on his day in that ten role, he was phenomenal. I'll so he's going in there for me ahead of Firmino. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at his best as well. At his best. We, we were talking yeah. at his best. We we're talking at the best. Then he done it at a high level, didn't he? And so it just picks himself. There's mm. nobody else. Do you know what though? Do you know ever have moments in your life where? you remember something and you think it was yesterday and someone tells you how long ago it was and you realise how quickly time goes. I picked Alonso and someone went, no, we left in 2009. I was like, what? 2011 <laughs> years ago? Yeah, I feel like a, that was about three years ago. There was a few players like that. I had to actually go back to the 2009-10-11 season just to check which players kind of <laughs> yeah. fell out of that, that decade yeah. or whatever. Well, that's the, one of the reasons why I was debating PNR because I think yeah. PNR is best year was. You said uh, it. He left he left um, about 2010 to go to Tottenham. Obviously, it was short-lived, and he was back there. But we just yeah. never had anyone else though on that left-hand side, did we? You know, no, no, we no, until, not no. really. But and, and we it's tried. probably <laughs> and it's probably why the Everton fans have, have really talked to Bernard so much because he's kind of like in, the, back. in the, in the mould. Yeah. And well, it's it's probably the relationship with Dinier that we've yeah. seen at the start. Yeah. But, um, I spoke to like my brother and a few of my mates asking what their team of the decades was, and most people said Mascherano and Alonso in it, but. As I just said, they didn't yeah. make it into this decade. Would Mascherano and Alonso make it into that team for you? Alonso yeah. definitely would, yeah. wouldn't he? Both yeah. of them. What a probably player. both. Mascherano, probably Alonso, Mascherano, Alonso, and Gerard as my midfield. Yeah, he's the ten then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, you know, listeners, send us your teams, send them in on on the messages, or get them on the social media. We'll put ours up so you can criticize or you know make fun of or or agree with us um, to your heart's content. But hey, do you reckon we get an Anfield uh, win at Anfield with our team? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> against that team. <laughs> Not against that. <laughs> against the the kids. Hodgson, the kids Hodgson. against Villa. When's his Hodgson? Thirteen or something. Twelve, ten, two thousand ten. You could play against What's some it? team from that decade yeah. and, and definitely get a result. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm surprised you haven't got like Christian Poulsen and you saw. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I did consider it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, but no, Lambert's you know, on the bench. Oh yeah, get your team sent into us. So uh, onto the on some more current affairs. Um, we've had a few questions or a few requests to to point out our highlights and lowlights. Now again, I think this is the moment where a lot of Evertonians are going to fast forward or. Or nah, switch off. Um, just to be clear, this is of the year, not the decade. Of course, this it, is yeah. 2019, which again yeah. is even more reason for Evertonians to switch off. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, our best moments of the decade is, is the, the recent, the recent <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of ours ha- highs have, have come in the last yeah three weeks, and the lows have been six weeks ago. Yeah. Now uh, I'm gonna let Craig start off here because he has quite. He could re- recollect quite a few of the, the highs. Yeah, I mean, uh, if we look at from like January onwards, I think. Uh, initially, I think the Man United performance, the four 0 I think to be beat a uh, you know a, a local rival um, and so convincingly, and not even let them have a sniff in the game. I think yeah, it, it came at like one of the best uh, bits. I think was Solskjaer was on a bit of a run, weren't he? And they were like yeah. buzzing with what he was doing there and stuff, of, and just kind of took him down a notch. It's took him down a notch, and, and you know we've seen um, kind of guys just out totally outplay him. Um, well, even Snyderland, even outplay Pogba. Pogba yeah. I remember on the pods, you were saying like. In games previously, that we had to go for ten minutes. We had to go fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah. We had to go to half, and that was the yeah. first time you had to go ninety minutes. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah it probably was. <laughs> yeah, no, that was one. Um, and then obviously, I think of, of in the recent weeks, I think that you know Duncan back and that well Duncan being in a hot seat, I think it, it brought the whole place down, like brought it up, and the atmosphere was has just been electric of late and. You know, seeing them with the ball boys and all that's been spoken about ball boys in, in the last month. I've heard more about ball boys in the <laughs> last two months than what I've ever heard about ball boys, good and, good and bad. But, um, you know, it, it's just nice to see. And it. it's just brought the, you know, Ever- Everton's always been seen as a family, a family club, club and, yeah. it, and it sort of brought all that back. You know, it's been a bit, it's been toxic. I, I, I think it, it was a bit of a dark period, when it? A bit depressing. And he sort of came in and, and it feels like he put you, he's put his arms around the club sort of thing and brought everyone, as you say, back together a yeah. little bit. And just but, repaired but it sort of brought, you know, Martinez was brilliant at getting the fans on board. Obviously, he lost us in the end, but he, he says all the right things. Now, it's but, it, but, it was, but it was PR manufactured. Yeah, yeah but sometimes it's just do the right things on the touchline. Yeah. You know, how many times did we want to see Mark? I mean, imagine Marco Silva hugged the ball by just once. I, I mean, it doesn't get you results, but it sure to shows your passion. And like I said, the, the the one game that that and it's probably the the low point of of um, 2019 for me. And I seen a little bit of passion from Marco Silva was that um, the Millwall Millwall defeat, and he, he seemed to care. He se- probably seemed to know, like, you know, I've lost these Everton fans, and he seemed to, you know, granted it was only running, up, running out in the rain, but it was, like, appealing every decision, and, yeah, that's, that's sort of what we wanted. It was probably the making of, and breaking of, of Marco Silva in the end. Um, and then do you want to go on to some of, of yeah, your... Yeah, a, a couple um, of highs, so I'll, I'll just add two more, really. Um, one of them is a bizarre one, but it's the sirens, like, yeah. and everything that stuff for, you know, the whole... Pre-match build-up and everything. I can see, I can can see these no, sniggering. I'm not smiling. No, I, I don't mean the I sirens. <laughs> to be honest, I, I can don't see mean it. the sirens. Like literally the sirens. I just mean like again the the, the club trying to recognise and that something players, needs to be done. The fans yeah. needed something, and it and it was kind of just you know built a little bit of a. It was trying to get Goodison back to the way it used what, to be. Well, the Duncan Ferguson effect sort of had the same effect as well, the yeah, sirens. The, the, what I was going to say about the Duncan Ferguson thing to add to that, I think it was a bit of a football throwback to see an old club. <laughs> Legend come in. I mean, uh, you know, United granted done a bit Solskjaer, but he's not, he's not to United as what Ferguson is to us. 
Oh, it, yeah, it'd yeah. be the equivalent to use. I'm not saying that. He, he did score the, the goal that won the European Cup finals. No, but what up. I mean is, you know, he didn't have the same affinity with the fans. No, he didn't. Yeah. But I think it was a football throw, throwback in the sense that, like you said, he came and he recognised. He, he, he knew what the fans wanted because he's such a fan. Yeah. You know, he, he, his kids have still got season tickets in the Gladys Street. And I think the whole thing of it was a massive highlight because. I was so apprehensive about Ferguson coming in because I was so desperate for him not to fail. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And certain from almost do what Unsworth did because although Unsworth didn't fail, he, you know he got really exposed, didn't he? Whereas yeah. Ferguson thought, "I'm not going to try and be clever and tactical. I'm just going to try and just you know hard working and ever. Use any, I'm just going to use every positive that we've got around the club and just bring it, take it right back to basics. And it sort of give you the, you know, what he what he is actually worth around having a place because I remember like. These managers that have came in, the Allardyces, the the Cummins and Silvers and Martinez, Everton fans have been scratching their heads and going, "Why is Ferguson there? What does he actually do?" Now it's it's quite apparent. Now I know it's only three or four games, but it's it's quite apparent what he does bring to the place. And you know, a, a lot of the players credited them for like, you know, I've done that for Duncan Ferguson. This mm-hmm. is you know, it, and it it brings you to the point of why 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 didn't he do it? For the other managers, he is obviously an influence. Man, management, though, yeah. Yeah. It's no, obviously There's that, the last one for me, um, it, and it's very topical. Is, is Dominic Calvert Lewin highlights in the sense that he's someone who's, who's you know, he's um, he's went through walls for Everton for for quite a few seasons. Literally, you know, he he's, he worked his socks off as a as a young young academy graduate. You know, he was he was signed from um, Sheffield United. United for a million, but the age we signed him from, he, he's kind of. He's come through the ranks. He, he's he's worked his socks off. He's he's worked to develop his trade. Do you know what I mean? And, but, and he's and he's got the rewards of yeah. Again, just but but let's not like shy away from the fact that it, it, this is a bit of a pale patch. It's five games. But no, no, but it's a reward. For, it is, you know, yeah, of course, yeah. But then no, I, I mean, I, I think his performances have been all right. I think and he's it's, been it's very very good. The moment, I think he's a, yeah, no, I think he's a ve- very very good player, but he. This is a player who would have heard the critics as well. He would have heard like fans saying, you know, yeah, he's good, yeah. but he doesn't score enough. And and there's worse than that being said. There is, there is, there is <laughs> worse than that. Yeah. 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 So I know I, I do get your point, and I weren't like down so no, that no. point. Yeah, I was yeah. just like bringing up the fact this is a purple patch at the minute. Long may it continue because I really, really do hope it does because I, I like the nice lad. I think he's a great player. I just think honest. it's nice that you know you. you you're hearing those names sung on the coach, your wake coaches yeah, yeah. coming home. Even away as a games, red, you know I, I mean? kind of can't help myself for sort of wanting him to do a bit well because he's just the underdog, isn't he? Yeah, that's why I think it's a highlight to see him win. I know you said it off, the, off, off air before, Craig. He, sc- he scored the winning goal in, in two games, so three games pretty yeah. much on the bounce, including the Chelsea one. Lukaku has only d- done that in two years and he's still balls yeah. it now as the best striker we've had in the last 10 years, clearly yeah. from our. That's what I mean. Decade, Sometimes so. Lukaku would score the third goal in a four-one oh, win yeah, or a four yeah. yeah. So, but you know, we scored and winning goals, and and like I say, long may continue. Uh, one we didn't touch on, which has got to be the highlight of 2019, is, is Ancelotti, Ancelotti yeah. being appointed. And you know, but I, I call for it for weeks. I says, you know, if you wanna if you wanna make a a stomp <laughs> on on uh, you know make an impression, then go for the. The best manager who's available in the game, and he's he's certainly the be- best manager. That's I laughed. I didn't think you were capable of getting him. Mm. So fair play. He's he's a brilliant manager. And, and like you say, a little bit like the Dominic Carvalho one. At the moment, it, it's a highlight because it's a it's something that 
is a massive positive at the moment, but you know it's got to work. We still, obviously, we still yeah. gotta wait and see how that. But then, you but know, certainly the optimism is brought to the club at a, at a time when there was very little to smile about. Is is yeah. the big thing? Yeah. And and he's obviously looked at the the squad, and obviously he's he's had a talk with the men in charge, so he he obviously knows what he's got to spend as well to make his job a little bit easier. And you we'll know, see. we've got him. We've got our man. So very quickly, on before we move into the reds, or do you want to do your highlights first, and we'll go with the low lights, after low low lights, low points after it. Yeah, can do. Yeah, do you want to go first, Phil? Or? Well, it's been a great year, hasn't it? We're, we're Champions League winners. <laughs> we're world <laughs> world champions, and we won the Super Cup. Um, so you know, they're obviously all three of them are right up there, and and, and obviously the Barcelona uh, turn around and was, was the greatest <laughs> moment. <laughs> we've have seen well, no th- well winning the Champions League for me is, is obviously the, the highlight of the year I yeah. mean Barcelona was in the run up to that you know uh, greatest moment I've seen at Anfield yeah, yeah, yeah you don't win you don't win that Champions League without that saying no around. you don't but I mean and it was a phenomenal moment but it was a step to winning the game you know winning the final and it, and winning the final still vi- it vindicated what had been a, an amazing season for us you know a season where we'd lost one in the league but we still didn't win the league we had to we had to take some trophy some a, yeah. a trophy home at the end of that season. Yeah. So that Champions League win was massive, and I think the impact it's had on this team since it, it can't be underestimated. And, oh. uh, and so that's got to be the highlight for me. The, the, oh, the, the Champions League Without win, saying, yeah. closely followed by the Barcelona turnaround. Yeah. You know, I mean, that as you say, in 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 all the times I've been to Anfield, it's it's still the game that is is like top memory wise now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We've been the Chelsea ones and all that, and it's just like. Even they can't live up to it. It, yeah. it was just a special night, weren't it? And so this this idea of picking your top five moments, them two so far past, past you know past anything else. Yeah, it's hard to pick another three. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can, I mean, the day we won the world club championship, like that's nothing compared to them. Is no, it? it's it's you know it's it, it's something that I still wanted us to win, and everyone was made up that we did win it, but it doesn't. It is not. It is not their level at that level. Do you no. know what I mean? It, it isn't. I think. You know, I- even though it's a weird one, it's wrapped up in in a in a low light and a, a highlight. But the fact that you know we've in in the league so far in twenty in twenty nineteen we've lost one game, yeah, is you know is ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. It was against City on the third. I think it was the third or the second of January. Yeah, I mean you can call that a moment, obviously. But it, in a way, it was the moment that denied us the league because if yeah. we got that win, it's a different. You know, we we yeah. probably go on to win it. So. It's a low light and a, and a highlight, but I mean the form that this Liverpool team has shown yeah. since the turn of the year, right the way through 2019, yeah. is just phenomenal. One of my sorry, would the, just bringing it up. I know it's your low lights, but with the Man United um, game, the nil nil. Um, well, we're not on, we're not on the low lights yet. We're on the highlights here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're so well. Now to drag us down, like, but. <laughs> One of my highlights was a kayak and round Bilbao. I don't know if I've ever told you the uh, story, no, Craig. <laughs> One of my highlights was when Phil got robbed by a tramp on his way home. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only man to go to Madrid on three quid. On three quid <laughs> and spend nine days or something around <laughs> Europe. Come back with four. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, it's, it, it's been a season of so many. In, in a weird way, the Leicester game I was gonna has got to be a highlight. It's one of the most complete league performances I've seen in under Klopp. You know, well, it's the best performance the by Barcelona. Yeah, it just dismantled the team. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's got to go down as, as one the It's the, the best highlights. league performance of, tw- of 2019, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought we played well against City as well, to be honest. Adam Field, yeah. you know, yeah. I think, you know, we sort of just... just 
showed so so much authority in that game as well. So I think the the both, but the Leicester one was just a complete yeah, and but awesome. They were in it a lot more than Leicester were. Yeah, City. Yeah. Although, yeah, we spoke about that at the time. But, but it was a Moreland way in it. Yeah, that, that Leicester game, and and as you know, everyone's talked about it as being on a par with when we dismantled Forest, you know, back in the day, and and it, it all got talked about. I think it was Tom Finney who said it was the the best. Villa in '88. Oh, no, it was Forest. 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 Yeah. Forest. Yeah, yeah. And he Beardsley said it was the it, it was the best game, team performance he's ever seen in his life. You know, and and when it when ev- when everyone's talking about that Leicester performance and them sort of terms, you know, my dad still goes on about that game now. That's like you know that shows how, how much a, of a, yeah. a performance it was. I think even so. Clough, Clough came out didn't he afterwards and said, you know. Yeah, it was just it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so they, you know, they're the highlights. Uh, we, are we going back to the Blues for for the lowlights or? Yeah, the, the low points. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> um, don't 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 take too long. I know you've got. No, no. Go on, Craig. Yeah, um, for me, uh, one of them would be um, Millwall, because I think even when you reflect on afterwards, a lot of the top sides went out quite early in the FA Cup last season. Mm. Missed um, opportunity. Based, yeah, that's what I felt, and I felt like. The run possibly would have been favourable because even the semi-finals consisted of obviously Man City who eventually won the cup, but it was Wolves, Watford, I think Sheffield United. Did Sheffield United get to the semis last yeah, season? Yeah, City. Good memories in City. I think it was. I'm not even. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Mm. Someone would be able to correct me on that. But they were all. I think they were pretty much all sides that we. Well, two of the sides. If, if it was Sheffield United, all sides that we beat that season. Yeah. So it did seem like a little bit of a, a missed opportunity. I th- thought it was a, a a good chance, a, a bit of silverware, because it was obviously the fourth round. Next round's the last 16, and then you, it's any anyone's from there, I, I think, especially to get to the final. Um, I think uh, I think one for me would be the manner of the defeats we've had this season against the newly promoted sides. Yeah. Um, the Villa one, maybe... Early, it was early doors in in the season, so I wouldn't really go into the Villa one. But the one against um, Sheffield United, yeah, uh, for me, I I th- I, th- I thought Silver should have went there and then after the uh, two 0 defeat against Sheffield United. It was the feeling around the place, wasn't it? Yeah, well, he'd lost the fans yeah. by then. I mean, yeah. we like I've said previous on the, the pods, it, is is Silver's tenure has been, you know, okay, then really poor, then. Decent finish, then a really poor start to the season. So, fifty percent of his time at the club was, you know, was crap yeah. was rubbish. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> no, yeah. So you know he's never going to win the fans over. So f- to keep him in from then onwards was always. Yeah, I don't think he was ever going to turn the fans mm-hmm. around. And then on the back of from that then on, we didn't go on a the worst run in the world. But then we we played Norwich at um, at home, and we were dreadful. Yeah. Terrible against Norwich and, and we we deservedly lost two 0 So to to play all three promoted sides and have a you know a six 0 aggregate aggregate against not those score against them, not yeah. score against them. It's that's the disappointing thing and I, it probably hasn't even ever been done before. No, it's probably a record. We're, we're, we're the first team to be beat before Christmas by all three promoted teams. Oh well, there you go. I didn't <laughs> even I didn't even yeah. know that for sure, but yeah, I so could probably guessed it. To, to pinpoint it, that was the uh, that was one of the lows. Two two lows for me and and very different ones. Um, one was the the mall and we got at Anfield mm, uh, most recently, yeah. which is Silver's last game. Uh, the manner of the defeat, the fact that 
again, they were, they were in front so early, they, they fielded what was can only start. be described as a reserve team, really, uh, with mm. the change. Uh, with us, let's be honest. I know that it was the, a weakened side. I mean, if you're going to win at the Premier League, you've got to have a no, as good squad of players. No, no, it's not, yeah, it's not the favourable side, but it's a side that you'd expect to do okay. No, I, that's why you've got these players in the squad. No, I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think they made, they'd made that many changes for a game all season. No, I'm going to put my neck on line and say that. No, so, no, listen, anyway, I, look, it's our low, low, so I, yeah. th- that that was one of the reasons that was a big low for yeah. me. Uh, the feeling in the end that, that night, and I think Dave said it from their perspective, looking at us from the, from the home end, there, was, there wasn't even any fight in the fans. That, you know, I've been in away ends at Anfield where we, we got aggressive and we're kicking off and we're, even, you know, in, in the songs we're singing, we're getting yeah. a little bit horrible and stuff. We didn't even have that about us. It did it descend into a bit of atmosphere from our perspective. Flat like hitty. You know, a little bit like sort of just feeling a bit that. like this. You don't want that from no, your rivals. No you, you want pity, it's worse. Yeah, exactly. It is. <laughs> You'd yeah. rather have abuse. So the other one which which was a which was a result, but it was for different reasons was the, the penalties of East Leicester mm. last week or whatever, ten days ago or whatever it was. For different reasons, because we we'd kind of come back, we'd shown all the fight that we hadn't shown on the silver, it looked like it was going to be our night when you know our veteran left back scores a, a Walesy in the ninety second minute. We've got four forwards on the pitch and they've only got one, and we we, we saved the first penalty and still managed to lose the shootout. Mm. It was such. And a then your best penalty taker, who's takes the, the, the world, the, the, the you know, the he's only missed one penalty in his career. Yeah, out of he, he, It's the weakest penalty. It's the flattest penalty. Oh, yeah, so that, that that was another low. Um. Because because the result and, and and the fact that we were we were you know we were clinging onto that trophy. There was, there was a little potential. bit of air for seen it about that game, wasn't there? Yeah, like atmosphere wise. Yeah, yeah. You know, knowing that we obviously we came back from two goals down from a first leg. So, but the fact that it went to penalties, which even into the pa- everything it was into the park end and yeah. all that was so much like Fiorentina, right? But yeah, that that that's three uh, or four actually. I think now that's four. Then. But there's, yeah, there's, I, I, there's, there's there's a lot tune more. In, tune in next <laughs> week to the other twenty. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-five. Yeah. You should move on. Uh, just rewind to the other episodes <laughs> and you lay the other thirty-seven from this season. Yeah. yeah, I mean, from a Liverpool perspective, it's, it's difficult to really put your finger on a load of you know what what would be classed as like the low points. I mean, in a season where, as I say, we 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 have only lost one game in the league since since the turn of the year. You know, it's it, it is difficult to to grasp any. I think the first one that you know me and Phil would definitely get off our chest is. You know the disappointing was um, outcome on the on the Hillsborough trial. Um, everyone associated with Liverpool Football Club, the city. You know that was that was a definite low. Um, you know the family's not getting the justice that they've been looking for for a long time. So that's something that you know was definitely put a, a little bit of a cloud over the club and the city. And you know, and hopefully they just keep up the fight and and, and we get there in the end on that one. Um, so after that, I mean, for me, you mentioned there that the, the United game. The United game and the Everton game away, at, at, you know, at the towards the back end of last season were two wow, games. Wow, appearance in their but they, they were two games that I was really disappointed the way we approached them. You know, we we were a team that was going for the league, and and I, I really thought we we were in great form. We had only lost one game to City. Um, you know, I felt like we really should have had the bit between our teeth to go to Man U, and they were in a disarray. You know, they were really struggling, and go and beat them on their patch and show that we were going to be champions. And then we didn't. And then we followed that up by going to Everton and putting what I des- would describe at the time as three defensive midfielders in against an Everton team. And you were in a terrible state at that at that, at that point. You know, we're really, really low on confidence, really poor form. And I thought we should be going there and really dictating that game and taking all three points. And we didn't. So that them two games were particular low points for me last season because I just think if we were a little bit more ambitious in them, 
things could have been different at the end in May. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously I can't disagree with them. They're, they're games where we, we should have taken more points. Um, the only time that we did get beat was against City, which is an obvious low point because it was the only game. Um, not disappointing in the same way um, because there was an opportunity there to be taken that we failed to capitalise on like tactically. Um, but the, the manner of that defeat, the way it happened, the way yeah, Mane's ball well. was like... 98% over the line and then the re- and yeah, I think it was three millimetres I can cross the line yeah. so it didn't stand and then the rebound went through Salah's legs it was the kind cadence, of the manner yeah. of that and um, that was the start of them closing that was it a seven point yeah and uh, you know that sort of kicked them off to go on a 30 I think it was a 13 game winning streak weren't it uh, oh, that, I'll tell you what my real low point was that just reminded me go on that company goal yeah, I really yeah. thought Leicester were going to do something, and I was, I was, I was, highlights. I was watching, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that on the yeah. clean, and I was just sitting on my own having a pint. The table near went, near went flying when that yeah. goal went in. I was, I mean, that's off. To, it was, a, it was a phenomenal strike. Bill, but it is a low point that I mean, because as you say, we were still, we were, it was still alive. You know, the chance was still yeah. there, and and. It felt like Leicester could do something, and yeah. w- and it looked like it, they were going. That's in. what I mean. We were going to yeah. get something out of that game, and even after that, that Ian actually had a chance. I'm yeah. sure he missed that on purpose. It's a bit of a dagger that one, like. But um, but other than that, you know, we're scratching around really for low points. I, I, again, the only the only one that I could really point to this season is Man U again. You know, because they're the only points we've dropped in this what would be a perfect half year. You know, yeah. in the league this season and. I don't really think we should have dropped the points there. I d- you know, again, we, we didn't really learn from the formation that the way that they were approached the game, and it took us too long to, to react to it. Also, you know, we're, we're talking about VAR and stuff. You know, their goal comes when there's a clear foul on Origi, which yeah. with VAR didn't didn't overrule the goal, yeah. which was disappointing. And it's not it's not I wouldn't really say it's any sort of massive blot on it because you know who cares that we dropped two points at there to United when we're sitting where we are now yeah. in the league, but. It would have been nice to have been perfect all the way to now, have, yeah. you know, and that was one where I just, th- again, I think, you know, they they were there for the taking and, and for whatever it is, there's just a little hoodoo over yeah. us going to all traffic at the moment. So <coughs> it sort of like kicks on though, isn't it? Because it's sort of the, the monkey off your back of dropping points. And Maybe. And then now you've gone on a, a 10 game yeah. winning streak. Yeah, yeah. It, listen, it, it, it's one of them. It's not a point at all traffic, it's not the worst thing to get, but... It's just it, it again. It's the manner that there's happens. 19 other teams. Oh. I'd rather drop that point too as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's not it's not any any great problem, but it it was just one that I would have liked to have smashed them on their past the season as well. Yeah. But yeah. you know, agree. We move on. Okay. Well, as as Teddy said before, let us know your um, your highlights and your your low points of 2019, and even more so. Give us a give us a shout on what you think your additions to the team of the decades would be, because I think that's probably one that everyone will have their own opinion on. Um, more than anything so just moving on to the, the, the next couple of fixtures we've got coming up so Everton are playing Man City on New Year's Day 5.30 kick off away I mean you said before Craig it, there's going to be tougher tests for Angelotti aside from them across the park it, it doesn't come much tougher than this does it? No it, it doesn't but I think we're seeing now a, a Man City side that can be quite vulnerable yep. um, and it's uh, certainly a side which I think that we, we can ruffle a few feathers I, I don't fear them by any stretch of the imagination, I'm not even <coughs> quite sure what side they'll probably feel. So I don't know whether they'll show us the, the that type of res- like uh, any type of respect. I, th- I think they, they they could possibly rest their, their key players. I think Sterling with playing 
two games, two full games over the Christmas period, I, I think you might see their top players not playing. Yeah, he's rotating Which, his know. defense as well, isn't he? You yeah. know, he, he, his defense that he put in there, Zinchenko, in the last game against Sheffield United, I don't think he's played for for, for weeks and weeks. And then they played him and some other lads who I don't even know the name of. Garcia. Was it Garcia yeah. who played? And it's like, <sighs> you know, as you say, you don't know what you're going to get with them at the moment because the they're not quite the force that they were. You know, they're in disarray a little bit. I, I, th- I think the one thing for me, though, at the same time, <coughs> you've got De Bruyne has just hit a ridiculous spell or a, a ridiculous purple patch where everything he does just seems to turn to, you know, turn to gold. He, he's, he's hitting shots from everywhere. He's He got in behind, I think, against Sheffield United yesterday to score. Um, I just think they've got goal threat from everywhere. It, it'll be interesting to see who they play. I think they, they've got to... Like you say, they, they've got to rest some players, um, but I don't know. I, I, I just think there's even like Bernardo Silva hasn't done much for a few games. He, he's been dead quiet, so Aguero hasn't been scored as much as he, he has been recently. Listen, I don't know. There's a side to be fearful of, <coughs> but you know there's also a side that's been quite inconsistent this season. They've lost four Premier League games this season, which is <coughs> more than what they've lost in the previous two seasons. Two put so, you know, I, no, I, th- I, th- I think... Well, they've dropped, dropped more points, haven't they, this season, what they've dropped in the previous two seasons. Yeah, but, together, yeah but it was 101 and 100 they put up in the yeah. last two seasons. So, And not to mention, they've just been beat, so how that's going to affect confidence. They'll either bounce back or it could affect them next week. Well, they've got, they won. They won. They won. United, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. At, at <coughs> look, at, it's it's an opportunity, like you say, and, and it's... It is a bit of a free hit. No one's no one's going to be, particularly in the media or our fans or, or anyone for that matter, is going to be expecting us to go there and get a result. But it's a good chance for Ancelotti to size himself up and size the, this team up against the best, probably, you know, on their day, the best attacking side, one of the yeah. best attacking sides in Europe. Um, yeah. But I think it's... Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's almost... It's, again, looking at the fixtures, it's almost the, the perfect time, not only... For us to play them, but f- you know, for us to be going up against them because you yeah. are going to have players that are going to be a little bit leggy. I think that our, our players are probably as you know as confident as as, as they will have been for uh, for quite some time. Um, and again, uh, th- yeah, it's it's one you kind of looking forward to the game, aren't for, you? For me, yeah, I, I think for me, the fact that we've won two on the start, playing them with then having a quite a favourable run of fixtures after that. Where say you say you get something out of City, even if it's a point, you, I think we play West Ham, Newcastle at home, and someone someone else maybe I think it's Sheffield United, Sheffield United the next home game. Oh, oh no, we played them at home, haven't we? It's away. Away. No, we we played two games at home and, and they're both favourable in our in our favour. You know, we've got Newcastle at home again, haven't we? We we've played them again. We've got Newcastle yeah. at home in between. That might be our next game. Then we've got West Ham away. And then we've got someone else at home. No, I, I think you're right though, because it, it's like you say, it's it's one of them fixtures where if you if you're gonna sit with your team and go right, we expect to get a point from that one at least. And this would be going down as zero, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, I suppose if you're gonna be realistic about it, if we do go and get anything about it, anything from it, you you're really setting up a platform to go start to go like seven, eight, nine games unbeaten. You know, if you can go and beat win the, the games you're expecting to win. Exactly, and after a run of fixtures where we weren't expecting to get anything. And you know, all of a sudden we've got, you know, what is it? Brighton at home, the one you're probably we've thinking of. Yeah, Brighton at home on the eleventh, then West Ham away, Ev- uh, Newcastle at home, Watford away, Palace at home. You know, th- that takes you up to the start of February. All very, very winnable games, and then we have a, 
<laughs> a ridiculously t- uh, tough run then. But Arsenal away, United at home, Chelsea away, Liverpool at home. <laughs> but, but, but you want to go into those fixtures, don't you? But it's not out, is it? Because, you know, we've just beat it's Chelsea at home and mm. we drew against Arsenal. And, you know, United. Pr- pretty much, yeah, and drew yeah. United. Pr- you know, there's been, we've won five points. You'd you like to think at that point as well, we're going to have a, a, few of the inju- a few of the injured players back because yeah. there's still quite a few injured. But, no, I think looking at looking ahead, what 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 do you expect in the way it changes? Because he's made some changes for the Newcastle game. Do you expect any of them to come back in? W- would you see the, the return of Coleman and Saziri? Coleman Saziri, I think yeah. he'll, he'll bring back. I think it'll pr- pretty much be the same layout as what he'll, he he played against Burnley. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, Will Bernard play? Do you think? Because yeah. I'm I'm not sure whether that fluid type of formation is going to be something that he'll be a, uh, he might frown upon against. Uh, Why like play like maybe like Davis and I think it might be a Davis. Possibly, so. possibly. But if he's going to do that, he's probably going to play a four-five-one then. But mm. play Sadibi still on, still on the right. And I'd put Richarlison on the left. Well, maybe give him Richarlison that free roll. Well, gave, yeah, put Richarlison on the Bernard. left and go with Davis, uh, Sigurdsson yeah. and um, Delph. With, yeah. With, uh, possibly, yeah. I, I could possibly, yeah. Probably, you're probably uh, cause more Because right. you've, you've got Sadibi, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin are all quick enough on the break, aren't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, you, if you're going to try and play that way. So that that's how I expect. Because, you know, tactically, if you're going to go back to basics, you want to really crowd the midfield. I was against City. You, you, you really want to yeah. try and... Make sure they can't carve you open through yeah. the centre. And equally, I'm not. I'm not afraid on the flanks. I think we've got enough pace. I don't think City are the threat from the fullback areas that the likes of Liverpool are, or even to the extent Chelsea are. No, I think. I think it's um, it's the you know the the wise wingers, if you like the, and and obviously the likes of De Bruyne. The, the, the it's biggest them. It's them, them. The midfield. That the attacking. They, yeah. Attacking midfielders, the playmakers. Yeah. But no, we definitely want to look forward to. Can I? Um, as for a prediction, <laughs> sure, sure you can't go three one. Um, <laughs> you can't go three one. Why not? <laughs> um, no, I'll go two one Everton. I'm gonna go one one. I, I, I think it's a it's a tough ask. I, I, as you fancy us to take the, you know, I'm gonna go two two. Actually, I think there'll be goals in it, and I think I think we can get a couple against them. Two two. So obviously, uh, we will put, up, put our predictions up the blue ones anyway, and, and along with the reds, and we'll be, we'll be asking for yours. So Liverpool have a, a, a on paper what looks like a more straightforward task, but to temper that, obviously the they, they were only beaten for the first time away from home against City last night, and they put up a good fight there as well. Yeah, Sheffield United. Yeah, by the way, on playing them on the second on Thursday, and yeah, eight o'clock. It's going to be, as you say, it, it's it's not one to take lightly. It's not one to. I was going to say not want to rotate too heavily on, but you know, it feels like we haven't really got the enough players to rotate with the injury situation anyway. To be honest, um, it definitely isn't one to take lightly, as as Judgey said there. The form's really good away from home. You know, th- as he said, you know, they've only been beat by City. They've been a surprise package this season, Sheffield United. You know, yep. I don't think anyone really expected them to 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 be where they you know perform as they have. They're playing really good football, you know. They they they're confident in the way that they approach games and stuff. They give us a, ga- a, a you know yeah. a tough game at their place, so we certainly won't be taking it for granted. But I do expect that we will see changes, you know. And I know you mentioned in there that we can't really do a lot with the injury situation, but I think Klopp has shown that he's willing and and, and will use players, you know, and rotate them in. Um, Go on then. I, given that, I think Henderson might get rested. Yeah. Um, I think he's put in serious shifts in that club World Cup. You know, serious shift against Leicester. Um, got a bit of a knock on his shin against Leicester. There was some doubt whether he'd play against Wolves, but then he has played and he, you mm-hmm. know, and he's put in another massive shift there. So, 
I think there will be some rest um, given to Henderson. Um, obviously, that's all dependent on Milner or Wijnaldum being being available. Yeah, I think Wijnaldum looks tired. Yeah, uh, but out of everyone, you know, I don't think he can really be tired because yeah. he didn't really feature. Well, he didn't feature in the no. Club World Cup. Did he? Did no. He wasn't even in the in the, the the match day squad or whatever against Monterey, and then he was on the bench in the final. So, who comes in? So I, I personally, I think we we might well see Wijnaldum maybe as the holder in that midfield, possibly alongside someone like Alana. Yeah. And then you might see Cater or Milner. Yeah. In that midfield with them. Um, yeah, I could imagine that. You know, Cater was on the bench there. He, he he's been in good form. He's got three goals and three. Um, plays well against Leicester and stuff. But then he's been rested there against Wolves, and I think that's probably with an eye on Sheffield United. Yeah. And maybe you need a player like him. You know, who's going to be able to sort of break the lines or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not saying that they sit deep and and are going to be really defensive, but you know, they they do pack their midfield out. Um, yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of Alana Holden, and well, we've seen it a couple of times. Yeah, I mean relatively compared to previously of late he's been given that job hasn't he so it'll be interesting to well, see he had that he got given it against Arsenal in the League Cup on that bonkers game yeah. with Cater and Oxley Chamberlain in front of him and for me it didn't work but he did um, it again with, with the same two players in front of him in the Club in World York. Cup yeah it was oh in yeah. the Club World Cup oh yeah, so and I'd, again I don't think I'm really a big fan I'd, Adam Lana for all you know his traits and uh, you know He's great to have in and around the squad. For me, he's not a holding mid, and although he can do that job, it's not fair why, on him. Why deploy him there when him. you've got someone like Milner or, or yeah. Wijnaldum who, who are probably going to be better at it than yeah, him? Yeah, but I wouldn't put anyone behind them too, though. But we we don't have to because Ox Ox is injured. Mm. So to put Lana behind Wijnaldum and and Cater might be different. Yeah, I've only seen him behind Chamberlain and Cater. And I just, that's not fair. I just don't think, you know. He has never been a defensive mid, whereas no. Wijnaldum's played there yeah. to a, a ridiculous level for us in the past. Yeah. So why would you, why would you put him there and put Wijnaldum ahead of him? Yeah. Like when, you know, being honest, Lallana's probably as effective as Wijnaldum going forward. Yeah, if not more so, because that's where he's played all yeah. of his career. So in the last game, he was further forward and he was really good. Yeah. So, yeah, so no, if, you, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna make changes, I think it will be there will be some changes in the middle. Um, I think Arigi. I think there's a chance Arigi plays, and whether that be um, for Mane or whether it be. Salah getting a blow. I think he'll keep Firmino in. He tried to give Firmino a blow in the Club World Cup and stuff. Yeah. You know, and he had to come on and sort of rescue the game for us. Well, but Salah came off, didn't he? Who came, um, I, can't came off. I can't remember who came off now. Um, uh, I think, so, yeah, he did came off, yeah. So, yeah. so that makes it look like he'll probably play and maybe it's Mane will get the rest. Possibly, possibly. But I think one of the front three will definitely get a blow. Mm. Um, I don't think you'll see two. Shakiri's out, isn't he? He's, he's done yeah. his hamstring. So. Really looked sharp when he came on, I thought. Quick. Yeah. You know, it. I know we said we we like him as an impact sub. Yeah, I d from when he starts games, you know, he started there against. Um, was it? I think it was Monterey, wasn't it? Yeah. And he was awful. Yeah. You know, I thought he had an absolutely terrible game. Yeah. Um So we'll see what happens there, whether he starts. But I think there will be some changes. At least one change in the front three, and at least I, I think Henderson will probably drop out of that middle um, and get a blow. And I think he deserves it. You know, he needs it. Um, any chance of seeing Milner in one of the fullback positions? Uh, I'd rather not, if I'm honest. I think, yeah. although we can play there, I, I'm not a big lover of it. You no. know what I mean? And I know, I if know. If you were going to rest one of them, what would you do? Y there's probably an argument that you probably would rest, maybe Trent. You know, because mm. a lot's being asked of him recently. Um, but I'm, I'm, that's one of the problems. We just haven't really got anyone who's capable. You know, Milner is obviously capable. But he's not a fullback. 
no. you know, and it, it it impacts our game so much. You yeah. can take them out. So yeah, I don't know. I d- there's possibly some rotation to be done there. If you start doing that, that's exactly what I said. I was trying to say. I don't want to do against Sheffield United. There's other games. Um, yeah, to do it. I d- I d- I think Henderson getting a blow and one of the front three getting a blow is the more likely. Yeah. Although I wouldn't put it past Klopp to surprise everyone and you know give one of the fullbacks a, a, a break, as you yeah. say, maybe a Milner or whatever. But if you do that with with Milner, then the likelihood is that you're probably going to see a midfield of Wijnaldum, Lallana and Keita because yeah. obviously Milner yeah. will be getting deployed in the yeah. fullback area. But it, it's a really tough one. I don't know. I think there will be changes, as we say. Um, we should have enough. But at Anfield, you know, a, a team should be fearing coming to Anfield. It's an yeah. absolute fortress at the moment. So, you know, we shouldn't expect anything other than a Liverpool win. Um, yeah. And I don't expect anything else other than a Liverpool win. But, you know, it, is, it isn't it is a game that we can take lightly. It is one that we need to be switched on for and, and focused on and, you know, make sure that we, we go into this new year with, yeah. you know, our first win under, uh, under the belt of, uh, of 2020. Yeah. And basically showing everyone that we're not going to be slowing down and stopping. And that will take us then to a 365-day period unbeaten, undefeated, yeah. touch wood. Yeah, pretty much. Which but then, talking about rotation, the, the game after that is... <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's one of the other things, you know, it's like, you don't want to rest too many because you can probably give a few of them a blow against Everton. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but let's get on to it then, so... Just just, just on that one, though, bef- before we move into... Well, it is the game anyway. But what are your feelings on that? Like... You know, on what are your feelings on like resting significant players? Like, because you, you, you've openly said you were apprehensive about the whole thing before going into the last derby, but you're like, okay, yeah. fair enough, it came off for him. Yeah, he does it again in the FA Cup. It's still, it's you know, if the shoe is on the other foot, I'm not saying I, I'd understand the changes and the necessity of changes, but. I'd also be thinking, I want to twist the knife here and, and knock them out the FA Cup. Oh, well, I, this season... For us to beat user Anfield in the FA Cup with 7,000 fans there, regardless of no, yeah, what you're no, going through. Uh, it's regardless of it being a derby, for me, th- th- this is this yeah. Liverpool team at the moment, people who are breaking records every week and all undefeated for so long and all that, this is a team that should go on to achieve greatness and that means things like winning doubles, mm. winning trebles and all that. Mm-hmm. That's what this team should be doing, hopefully. And so the FA Cup's dead important. Yeah, so it is dead important and particularly to, to us fans, it's it, you know, the domestic cup competitions are competitions that Klopp treats with the same sort of regard though, historically. You know, he he sort of does take them a bit lightly. I know. Um and I don't know whether this season he'd be thinking, you know, is it another? Is it another competition where it's like, you know, the league is is all consuming? Yeah, but have we built up that much of a, a, a lead in the Premiership that we shouldn't be thinking about it like that? No, I, 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 I'm, I, I personally want us to go strong against Everton, you know, and win. I, I don't want Everton to break that hoodoo of not being able to win at Anfield. I, I don't want a judge to said them to fill the Anfield roads, you know, and and go home with it. With, with I personally don't off. think. There's many places where we can rotate where it hurts us that significantly, but I think the fullbacks is one as we just touched on. So I think you know I don't mind if Alana's playing or Shakiri or someone like that, but as long as Trent and Robertson are playing, um, that that's the main thing for me. Mm-hmm. I know they can't play every f- game in every single competition, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good question because it it, it is one of them. It's a, it's it's a strange one. We we talked about like always want you know the way City go deep in every competition. They want to win every one, and they get to play all their other players. And you know, it's something that I think 
if you're going to be one of them super clubs like what we are, you've got to be taking every competition seriously and wanting to win every competition that you're in. And I would like us to go deep in the, in the FA Cup. You know, as you say, the league's looking touch wood, you know, reasonably comfortable in, in, in regards that we shouldn't be scared. Let's be honest, it's going to take uh, us losing about seven games. That, I know that's not mathematical, but that's assuming Leicester or City will lose a couple more. So, <sighs> yeah, but that's, you know, you don't want to take it for granted. But as I say, we're in a favourable pos- position, so we shouldn't be scared about featuring in this FA, FA Cup, yeah. you know, and going strong and going deep in it. Um, and I do want us to take it seriously, but that being said, the fact that Klopp done it in, in, against us last time, in it worked prim. so well, you know. I fully expect that he will make changes. I suppose this is going to be more of a degree of trust this time, isn't it? They're going, okay, well, he did get it right last time and the changes he made last time he got it right. So whichever way he goes this time, whether he does kind of retain the the, the Spanish team or whether he does make changes, I guess you're probably going to well, trust them. Let more. me turn the question on you then. <coughs> is it more humiliating to get beat? Yeah, I, w- I want you to play, not yeah. your best, I don't, I don't expect to see your best 11 out there, but I, I, don't think, it, I think it'll be more of a credit. To, to us and, and, to, and to almost the manager to go well actually and I, I think there'll be a, a little bit of Anna's thoughts thinking hold on I'm not I'm not facing a, a, a Marco Silver anymore I'm, yeah. I'm expecting a bit more of a clever approach from him therefore I don't want to allow him to completely dismantle us in our own patch I'm going to at least make sure that we've got <coughs> enough experience out there to manage the game no matter what it, it throws at us so I think that we'll see a few more of like the likes of Milner and maybe Henderson yeah. you know in there just to try and make sure that whichever way the game goes, you're able to kind of yeah. roll with it. You know, I think the in off. the city between blues and reds, there's going to be a little bit of each side wants to say, our manager got one over on your manager yeah, tactically. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no. And I was talking about New Era before. Yeah. And he, he, in his first press conference, he said, I'm well aware of you know the big gap between Liverpool and Everton at the moment. And I'm well aware of the amount of time it's been since Everton beat Liverpool. But it's not long to wait till the sixth of January. So and he's, and he's he made he made the point that he's got a good record. Yeah, against Liverpool. He, and, he and put Klopp. that. He he's, he put it. You know, he's kind of yeah. he set that out. And, it and out if he's going, if he's yeah. going to beat us like four 0 then you know you've put that to bed, haven't you? And, and that's, 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 yeah. that's the thing for me. I think regardless of of of, of what you do, I think it's a, it's a it's a big opportunity for for Ancelotti in his you know in this if you like this new era and, and his. So early in his job to really set out a marker and go, well, you know, this is yeah. this is the start of something here. And you start to build that type of momentum because you've got that with Klopp when you've had a few victories and certain things of, you know, the, the power shift between you and City. And even without saying it, it was just there, wasn't it? Mm. Well, you know, when, big when results and stuff well, like that. When Klopp came in, his record against like the top four, the other big teams, was phenomenal in that yeah. first season or two. You know, it's like, and that was like one That's of the, the big start, things. Yeah. It's like, because Rogers couldn't get them wins yeah, against yeah. the big teams, you yeah, know, like, yeah. obviously, he did in that season when we went close, yeah. but, you know, the season after, we really struggled, and whereas Klopp, you know, away from home and stuff, he was, we, we were winning big games in his first season, so, yeah. it, yeah. Was, it was really important. So, now, uh, uh, again, it's another game, personally, that, that I'm looking forward to, not not like the City game, but I'm yeah. looking forward to, because it, it, it's an opportunity, I, I don't, I think I I'm more looking forward to, to seeing how Ancelotti pits his wits against Klopp. Yeah. Obviously, I want to see an, an Everton victory, but I, I never enjoy a derby. Ever. You want to see Liverpool stifled, unable to find the breakthroughs, don't you? And, and for that reason, I, I don't want to... If it was your second string, it'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, the only reason we couldn't is because we didn't have X or we didn't have Y. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I think there'll be minor changes. I think 
you're just going to have to spot like the Van Dykes are going to play like they did before. Yeah, but course. I can see, I can see it being a more favourable front line. In what about you? In our favour, full strength. I think it'll be a similar similar side to what he plays against City. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to make changes again. I think thinking about it more now in 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 the light of the Liverpool game coming just after the City game or coming four days later. I th- I'm not sure about who he's going to play against because I think he'll ha- he will have half an eye on that game because I think he's thinking we get beat three 0 at City, you know, not not invented, not gained it in in the sense of whatever he throws against them. But if, whereas if he plays games and plays players in the City game that would have been more suited to the Liverpool game, and for one, re- one reason or another they're not ready for it, I think he'll kick himself a little bit because mm. uh, again it's a cup competition, isn't it? It's it's we're not going to win anything this year, that's for sure in the league. We might, you know, we might scrape into Europa League, Europa League place. Europa, Europa League. <laughs> but I think that depends on the other teams that you're saying before yeah. not putting a, putting together the, the runs that they might usually do in the, you know, in the, the thicker ends of the season. Don't mean to put anyone on the spot. Is anyone's memory good enough to think how oh, we took this competition with Chelsea? They won it. Yeah. They won the FA Cup with, yeah. with him. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, so it'll mean something. Yeah, to they, won, they won the, the league. Know what it's yeah. the they didn't win the yeah. double. They w- wasn't the double, was it? It was in the league in one season, the FA Cup in the other. Was no, it? No, no, he won the double. Oh, he won the double. Yeah. So, yeah, he obviously does see the importance of that. And, and I think most foreign managers do, uh, you know, appreciate the FA Cup. Yeah. It is a world round. Yeah, it's a world-famous cup competition. So, no, I'm quietly confident that we can... We can certainly put up a better show than the last time, that's for sure, and make it a, a better game. And I'm expecting, in line with that better game, for, for Liverpool to put out a, a slightly more, you know, um, yeah, robust side. Yeah. Like I say, I think you'll 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 have more respect for what Ancelotti can bring to the table than what Silva brought to the table. Potentially, sure. and and I'll, and you know, that being said, the team are coming into the game with a bit more confidence than last time. Mm-hmm. Well, a hell of a lot more confidence, even no matter what happens in the City game. So, yeah, you know what? Uh, predictions, because let, let's get to it. Yeah. Um, do, do we do replays in the FA Cup? Still the stage yeah, replay? stop him round five. I, I fancy this to go to a replay. <laughs> I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll be as convincing as last time, but I think it'll still be comfortable because I think the golf is there. So I'm going to say 2-0. No. Craig? 3-1, Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Three goals at Anfield. <laughs> two last time. Yeah, we give you two. Um, I'm going to say... 3-1 Liverpool. We won't be putting these... Yeah, you haven't done your predictions for no, your own go, game. We, have, we won't be putting these FA Cup ones up, but obviously before the game, we'll, we might just uh, throw something, throw a little post out there, but we won't be putting them as part of the league anyway. But yeah, your your predictions for the Sheffield United game? Um... Okay, um, I'm going to say 3 0. Uh, I'm going to say Liverpool 2 0. 2 0. 2 0 and 3 0. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's about it for us, isn't it? It was a long episode at the end of 2019, a lot to cover, but as I say, please uh, give us your thoughts on social media on, on the team of the decades and um, any any of the topics we've covered on the, on the, on the podcast. We love getting your questions. Yeah, um, and you and obviously give us your thoughts on the best moments uh, of twenty nineteen as well. You know, like do let us know. We we'd love to hear them. Let us know what your best moments of the podcast were for twenty nineteen as well. If you've got any, or you know, any any episodes that you really enjoyed, 
Um, it's Across the Park PC on Twitter and Instagram and it's Across the Park on Facebook or you can go on the website and you can contact us on, on, on the website through the contact form. Um, the website's acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Finally, most importantly, thanks for your support. Thanks everyone for listening and, and sticking with us for those who've been, been with us from the start or for those of you that, that are new listeners this year. Really appreciate you tuning in and again, um, like Teddy said, any, any way you want to interact, it, that's, that, that really makes it worthwhile for us. Cheers and uh, all, all the best, best for New Year. Yeah, have a great New Year all. Cheers guys.